Jacksonville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Older than the mountain
to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved and uh, less frustrating and annoying <laughs> wife, V-Lynn. hello, Patriots. So, He's much less cranky today. Yes, He's in a much yes. better mood today. So. Well, we got so much good news today. We actually did. We got we did, a lot of really good, good news. news today. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to get better tonight because... And, got, and everything works, so that's good news right Yeah, off the bat. yeah, right off the bat, we got right? some good mojo. Maybe said a little prayer. Yeah. I said a little prayer before that's we started good. this show to make sure that everything worked just fine. And I didn't it's, kill you in your sleep? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was this good news. True. You woke up this morning. Sure. That was the first good news of the day. Normally, when I she walks in right before day. I go to bed and she's holding the plate of pineapple, <laughs> I kind of look at her a little cross-eyed like, really? You know, it's all good. Tonight's the night? I, I wasn't aware. Well. But either way, uh, so uh, tonight <laughs> with us, uh, we have... None other than uh, pro-life attorney Susan Swift from California. I'm uh, talking about the upcoming Roe v. Wade overturning. Possibly. 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 We still um, don't know, but we do I'm, know that I'm one of the, the implications justices. of that. And she actually runs uh, some some pregnancy centers, some women's shelters out in California as well. So, uh, yeah. So let's bring her in without hey, any further ado. Without any further ado. Uh yeah, you gotta hit yeah, the button. I gotta hit the, the button. button's I, over I, here, I, not I, over I, there. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the show, Susan. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Megan Velen. Thanks for having me on. Really it's appreciate it. Absolutely a pleasure. Um abortion or particularly um life is really one of our our big sticking points. Um yeah, we can't uh, yeah. You can't go anywhere if you don't have another generation to bring you there. Well, you know what? Even even without even going there, if you don't have life, you don't have liberty and you don't have the pursuit of happiness because it's kind of natural law. You have to exist to have, you know, liberty to exercise any kind of right of privacy. Right. I mean, how right. do you exercise privacy if you're not here? How do you pursue yeah. happiness? So the right to life is the very first right, the very first right that upon which all of the other rights uh, are built. And I, I have to agree with that. Not only that, how about just um, every person has the right to, to live now, yeah. whether, whether or not God takes you out later on down the road, that's a different story, but you have the right to just being alive first. And uh, I don't know how many people uh, realize when that begins. Uh, I'm sorry. It, no, we don't have to. We don't have to worry about it because we have science. Remember, all of the all of the COVID mantra was follow the science. All we have to do is follow the science. We have the double helix that shows you the double helix is a unique thing for each individual. We all have our own DNA. And when does that start? Well, that starts at conception, even before implantation and everything. So that unique person, whoever you're going to be, is already programmed by intelligent design in our DNA. And so that's when life begins. 
and I, I even fair to argue pre-programmed because it comes programmed and you're just basically you're it's the combining of two programs as far as i'm concerned because the double helix obviously male and female there's your uh i i, I see what are, what are they going to do if guys can get pregnant this is this is a serious <laughs> question because what happens to the gene pool because we go from a double helix to a single helix well uh look they're already, they're already working on an artificial womb. I think there's some scientists out there that are experimenting with creating an artificial womb for sheep. You got to look it up, but yeah, it's a thing. And so I, I guess we could start having, you know, womb implants. And then we will we will see that little emoji of like the Bill Gates with the big tummy, you know, the, the big blue guy, you know, that then we'll have pregnant men. That's what California is so far ahead. We're already calling them pregnant persons. I was going to say, I heard, person. I heard Pete. Pete Buttigieg was going to uh, volunteer himself to be the big, the guinea pig. Oh yeah, for that, it doesn't so. he chest feed? Isn't that yes, a thing? It's exactly. Like, uh, anyway, <laughs> you ladies are really dirty sense. because it's I got to tell you right now, I, I, I immediately <laughs> hit the brakes the second that you said Pete Buttigieg was volunteering to be the first male implanted <laughs> pregnancy. I was sitting there going, and then he's going to run for president while he's pregnant. <laughs> well, he'd be the first. It wouldn't surprise me president right yes. first president. I, I just want to know what female <laughs> is donating her moods and i want to make sure that she's a real angry pregnant person i think we have chest feeding and you you take a lot of hormones and then you hook up wires and things so that you can chest feed your your child that's it's just so ridiculous. It, look, it's all what this all is 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 it is an attempt and it's been going on since time immemorial. It's an attempt to place man above God. There is natural law and God created the male and female, male and female. He created them. Right. And now we have uh, what 57 genders. Are we up to something else? Now we keep, we keep playing pretend with God's reality. There's nothing wrong with having uh, pretend and playing as children. That's okay. And I can pretend to be a unicorn and a horse or a tiger or whatever else. But when you grow up, you, you start confronting reality. And we live in a world where there, there's a male and female. And, and yet we have laws that are trying to say, well, there are pregnant persons. No, no there, there's only one type of person that can get pregnant and it's a woman. That's who gets pregnant. Yes. You can tell that because they have XX chromosomes. Um, so when what is a woman? When you discuss that, if if you're Katanji Brown, the incoming you know Supreme Court uh, justice, when I'm she not says, a, I'm not a biologist. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm biologist. not a biologist. Okay, well she doesn't even know what I mean. I don't even know if she'd know what to how to identify a biologist if she doesn't even know what a woman is. But that's that's the reality we're living in. So it, we, have to, we have to confront these people uh, in a very um, uh, gentle but firm way and explain, well, no, these are these are this is reality. We're not in a virtual game where you get to, you know, don an avatar and, and become something that you're not in the real world. We have a real world. And this is the way this works. I, I, it's not even that so much with the whole Kataji Brown Jackson thing. The thing that really irks me about that one is she is a female. Uh, the fact I that don't she, know if she is. Does she identify as a female? Yes, as far as I'm, uh, as far as I am aware, yes, <laughs> she identifies as a female. Um, but the thing that really irks me about it is she is a female. She basically just betrayed herself and everything she's known about her whole. It, notice how we 
often refer to women. If it doesn't matter what religion you believe in, doesn't matter what you believe in, but we often, especially in biblical stories, if you've ever read it, it we also often refer to Mary as mother of you know the son of God, and mother this God. is something we are always. Uh, it's something we're always referring to as Lady Mary, Mother Mary. She's never our lady, to... our lady Queen of Victory, Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Uh, yes, I mean, so many titles, so many titles. She are, are you a Notre Dame graduate, Madame? I'm a Catholic. So are we. Well, he mostly. She more is. Than me, so. She graduated from yeah. Notre Dame. <laughs> but I, I have a little bit of a of a of a different theory as to the reason why they they try so hard to. Um, to be women, I, I think inherently, as so many things come down to, is is jealousy. I think that um, mm -hmm. you know we as women we we fought so hard for for our rights and to stand up for ourselves, and men came to understand that we've really ruled. Maybe we maybe our mistake was letting them understand that we've ruled them for millennia. and that um, you know, now that's coming into the forefront and and they're trying to take it take it back or take back what they thought they had that they never really did. Uh, we, we've always been, we've always been their equal. God made us exactly. equal side by side. We've always been a partner and, and in creation. And in fact, he collaborates with women in a very unique fashion. We are the only ones that can collaborate with God to bring new life into the world. And by that act, we are, we are sublime and we participate in that. And we are actually elevated by marriage and then, promoted by God to the position of mother. A absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, from a societal perspective, I think though that, you know, so many children grew up without a father, without strong father figures in their lives, without men that they could look up to. So they look up to the women in their lives, the, you know, the mothers, the grandmothers, the aunts, the teachers, the, um, you know, that. Now the rock stars, the, you know, I, I mean, all of these powerful women in society and culture, and they, they admire them and they're not. But there's a vacuum, but there's a vacuum of exactly. strong men. Yes. And what we exactly. need it takes both. And we really do need of, of all things. We really need strong men to step up, to start defending life, to defend motherhood, to defend the institution of marriage, to defend family, and to defend it in a strong, positive, calm, but firm way. And, and to be that, that masculine defender of life. That's what we need. And not to be afraid, not to step, not, not to be afraid to step up. So many, so many here in California are afraid to step up and afraid that they will give offense or they'll, they'll step into an issue, especially abortion. I can't tell you how many people we are, we're trying um, with the right to life. We want to present different uh, witnesses before different legislative committees to oppose various bills. And there are a lot of them. And we are always reaching out to individuals uh, that would have us particular expertise, uh, coroners, sheriffs, things like that. But uh, some of them are reluctant to appear as a witness because the issue of abortion is so uh, charged. I believe they feel intimidated and they don't, they don't want to take the risk of offending. And, and that, that is the, if you, if there's any success uh, of the pro-abortion movement, it is in the cowling of men. Some would say the the neutering of men, but that's what's going on here. We're, we're, we are seeing a, a, an overpowering of men by a very radical uh, 
feminist agenda that is just bent on destroying life in the womb. And you have to remember, abortion is not healthcare. Abortion is the intentional killing of a human being in the womb. They, they tear it up and they suck it out. <laughs> that's what they do. And that's the purpose of the procedure. The purpose of the procedure is not to deliver the woman and save her and save the baby. That is not, it is specifically to kill the unborn child in the womb. And that's why it should be illegal because it demeans the medical profession. It demeans it. We are, as professionals, we are there to save life and protect life. And in the event we're, we're facing something like a, an ectopic pregnancy, a genetic anomaly, some other risk, uh, a true risk of health to the mother, that her life is in jeopardy, what doctors should be doing is delivering that mother prematurely to mm -hmm. save her life and to save the life or at least give that, that baby a chance at life, even if it's premature, and to do it humanely. How about with a little anesthesia so that you're not you're not tearing a baby up into pieces? But there there should be no reason for abortion at all, because abortion, again, it is the intentional killing of a human being in the womb. Absolutely. And I hadn't you know, I hadn't thought about it from from that perspective, but you're you're most definitely right as far as as delivering the baby. If there's a, an issue, with, you know, an ectopic pregnancy or um and sometimes the baby won't survive it, it, it absolutely when it doesn't yeah but that is very very narrow it's uh, less than two percent it's very very narrow mm -hmm. but at least we should as a society treat that human being with a soul as a, as a as a human entity that we should respect and at least deliver it prematurely humanely gently and perhaps it dies in the, in the process of being delivered and that also saves That's the in god's hands yeah, absolutely. So, um, are you uh, are you worried out there in California or preparing for for when this the this, night of rage? Yeah, the this verdict comes down. I mean, are you getting are you guys getting threats from this Jane's Revenge group or you know? Well, it's, it's and not only that, where where in California are you? Just uh, to get an idea. The Right to Life League is based in uh, in Pasadena, which is the home okay. of the Rose Bowl. It's in Los yep. Angeles County. Los Angeles. And yep. We're actually the tip of the spear. We have been, we're America's first pro-life organization. We were founded in 1967. That's long before Roe versus Wade was a thing. And we've been fighting against abortion since uh, Reagan was in office and before he signed the Bielensen bill, which was the first therapeutic abortion bill in the state of California. That's how long, how far we go back. And what we do now is we help pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes keep their doors open. And there, that en entails a lot of rules and regulations because California is such a litigious, crazy state. It's got more lawyers than sense. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm one, so I can say that. Um, but there, there are just so many rules and regs just to, to incorporate, to maintain yourself as a corporation. If you want to become a medically licensed clinic, you have to jump through a whole lot of hoops. Uh, there's all kinds of um, HR type issues and, uh, and employment laws and, and all kinds of government statutes and things like that. And so to navigate those, uh, these are well-meaning, these are great people who all of a sudden find themselves to be the executive director of a fully licensed medical clinic in the state of California. Well, what do we do, right? And that's where the Right to Life League comes in. We help them. We help them with advice and training and practical tips and, and, and 
even donations when we can so that they can keep their doors open because they are the boots on the ground. They are changing hearts and minds. They're reaching out to women, sometimes who are very, very desperate, who, who are maybe making a choice between rent and, and having their baby, right? And these pro-life clinics and the, the resource centers and, and the maternity homes help change their mind and reassure them and say, be not afraid. There is another way. We can help you. We will do what we need. And that's where the Right to Life League is. We're, we're like a, an umbrella organization, if you will, a shielding organization to help these entities stay open uh, against the onslaught of regulations in California. And we uh, we've actually I've actually worked with the organization before. I was uh, uh, my Knights. Uh, Knights of Columbus. Yes, we went to uh, we raised money. Um, we raised. Yes. $149,000 for, uh, our, our group, which is the right to life through the nights. And we raised it for a, um, 3d ultrasound and we gave it, we don't, we don't amazing. What they do is they, they reach out to clinics. We help them do that. We, we partner with them and, uh, the clinics will say, well, we, we, they can pick any kind of ultrasound machine they want and the Knights will make it happen. They will fund it and they will bring a, 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 yep, a sure new ultrasound machine into any clinic that needs it. And something else that we've been doing um, with the Right to Life League, they actually now have um, handheld ultrasounds because yep. sometimes, you, you know, you've got large machines that are cumbersome. They have to be, you know, stay in one location. But sometimes you can use a, a handheld ultrasound machine, especially mobile units, or if you just if your other ultra ultrasound machine is broken, you can use a handheld ultrasound machine. And that's only about $2,500. And yep. so the, especially these rural clinics that need them, anything, if they need them, the Right to Life League provides it to them for free. All of our services, everything that we do for our clinics and centers and, and homes, any of our members, we do for free. We serve them. We don't charge them a dollar because... That's not what this is about. This is about enabling them to the, so that they can do anything they need to reach these women. Uh, we, we had that on the back of our ambulances, our ALS units. We had the <laughs> mobile or the portable handheld sonogram. Awesome. Um, and it, it is. It's a great tool. But not only that, that I mean, we, we raised that money. We brought that down there. That's when I, I that's when we've worked with you before. That's how I know when I heard the name, the right to, I was like, I already know who you guys are. I already know what you guys do. Um, and you all pretty much believe exactly the same thing I believe, which is not what our current president and uh, vice president and speaker of the house are all saying, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you guys two, are going to bear claim to be Catholics and that just, uh, just well, they've, look, they, we all know this. They've excommunicated themselves. Yep. Uh, like Archbishop Cote Leon, he's already said, Nancy Pelosi, you cannot receive communion, communion in our diocese unless you, you know, avail yourself of the sacrament of reconciliation and penance and come back and say, you're sorry and stop promoting abortion. So they're, they're not Catholics. They're just no. Catholics in name only. They're just pretending to be Catholics because they want to get the Catholic vote. That's all that that is. You mean they're coins? Catholic in Chinos, right? Chinos, but a Chinos, 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 Catholics in the But uh, anyway, no, well, the, the thing you're going to bear the brunt of it where you're at. I mean, you're not in yeah. everybody thinks of Pasadena, it's a great place. I've driven through Pasadena, folks. Trust me, that's not a town I'd ever stop in. However, um, you're going to bear the brunt of this, uh, especially in California. Um, you have all sorts of there's all sorts of, you're right on the 
what I called the, the cusp of the California Catholic finger that kind of extends to the south of Los Angeles going kind of skirting the city, then kind of cuts way south into San Diego and then on to Tijuana. But um, one of the things I know that's a big thing out, I mean, you guys said Black Lives Matter. You guys had all those protests. How many of those protests uh, that you saw or witnessed during that mask uh, burning down, a, or I guess exodus of old buildings would be the best way to put it because that's all they were doing. They were just burning down old buildings. It was mostly peaceful peaceful how how far oh, right away, yeah that was mostly peaceful how yeah. far away from you all was that uh that's down and more in uh los angeles itself so so probably 20 miles or so okay so like but that. i mean you're still gonna bear the brunt of some of this especially yeah, just jane's whatever weirdo look these are these are domestic terrorist groups look mm -hmm. it up on wikipedia they are domestic terrorist groups they have they have vowed a night of rage against people who just want to help women make an informed choice. We can't force a woman to have a baby. All we can do is try to encourage her and reassure her and tell her, look, it'll be okay. We will help you. Whatever you need to walk through it, we will. If you want to do adoption, anything you want. But we're not coercing anyone. But yet these 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 terrorists, they're the ones that are terrorizing our, our the third branch of our judiciary, right? That's the third branch of our government. Yep. Why aren't we calling them seditionists? Why aren't we rounding them up? Why isn't there a J6 committee on that? We already have a, a federal statute on the books that prevents them or should prevent them from, from terrorizing justices. And that what they are doing is they are sending a message, not just to the, the five or six semi-conservative justices. Oh no, they're sending a message to everyone in the judiciary, all the way down to the circuit, the district courts, and even the state courts. And they're saying, if abortion's not safe, neither are you. That is terrorism. Why aren't they not being rounded up? Why aren't they be, being treated like the J6, you know, insurrectionists? Yeah. Please. I, I mean, so we're, we're, we're talking about a guy who dressed up like a buffalo. And we're calling that that was that was a, a a terrorist attack on our country. That that's ridiculous. And yet we have actual real people who are threatening violence. Yeah, real violence. violence. I I premiered in the January sixth movie. I was the woman in the first thirty seconds that said, "I'm not allowed to tell you what's going to happen." The context of that, because that was actually a five minute interview, was that I said. Um, we, I have a small podcast. Uh, we had just started off then. So I've already been canceled from one platform. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but even if I did, I'm not allowed to tell you what's going to happen. I know. I it's was talking about cancel, cancel, culture. cancel culture. I was speaking on cancel culture. And of course they cut it and made it seem like, you know, I, I had foreknowledge of the event of the violence. Like and that secret, I was one of the right? crime boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, then, I can't tell you what's going to happen, but yeah. it's going to be bad. Something yeah, like exactly. That. So like everyone knew something was going to happen. You could feel it just from the energy. I, I mean, I thought that, you know, one way or the other, something was going to happen. Either Pence was going to, you know, call, you know, send the electors, send the votes back or, or exactly. Job. Or he wasn't, you know, but either way, something was going to happen. Um, and there were six and a half million people there. So but I'm sorry. Something's already happened. Already, uh, we've already got 50, we've already gotten 50 clinics, 49 or 50 no. clinics have been firebombed or vandalized. That's exactly. All it's, we have to do is, and we have the technology with 2000 mules. We can find all of the people with their, the cell phone. We can track what? them. Why aren't we rounding them up? Why? It's, it's, and you know, I, I think it's such a, 
just another way of, of, you know, they project constantly, right? Them calling themselves pro-choice is really just another projection. They're not pro-choice. If anything, we are pro-choice. We, we are giving you the choice of, you know, we're, we'll help you have your baby and, and teach you how to raise it. You know, my, when I had my second child, uh, my neighbor was six weeks behind me, okay? And it was her first baby. And she got pregnant, I mean, completely unexpectedly. And she and I weren't really friends. Like, we were friendly, but, you know, she wasn't She wasn't an overly friendly type. Um, but uh, she, she had no idea what she was doing, and she was terrified. And I told her right off the bat, I'm like, look. And her family wasn't around. I was like, hey, I'm... I'm going to be home. Like I'm home. I, I had a very high risk pregnancy with him and I was already home at that point. I was like, I'm going to be home. I can help you, you know, and she'd bring her little one over so that I could cut her fingernails because she didn't, she had no idea, you know, know like she's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cut her, you know, like it's so, it's so scary, you know, but just having that one person, but she, you know, she had a choice. Yes, she was married. They had a house. They had the ability to raise a baby. Um, but if she didn't, the other choice is adoption. I mean, there's so many people that are waiting to adopt a baby. Yes. The ones that call themselves pro-choice, they're not pro-choice. They're pro-death. That's pro what they are. They are pro-abortion. They are pro-murder. It, yeah. look, it's an unholy sacrifice. They need innocent blood. I believe in the spiritual battle that's going on and that empowers them. And it's all about control over other people. And they, they have to push this agenda with fear and with, with, with killing innocence that must empower them in some way. And it's also, you have to remember in the political realm, this is all about money and power. The abortion yeah. cartel commands just vast sums of money through the government. It's a bit like a money laundering operation, if you will, because look, Biden is making an end run around the Hyde Amendment. He's used the Biden blue state bailout, sent money all over to the states that supported him. Uh, in California, our budget now is close to, I think, a hundred billion dollars with a B, right? And and so with that kind of, and that's, that's money, not just from California taxpayers, that's from the blue state bailout as well. So this is all federal tax dollars that's flowing into California. And of course, Governor Newsom has promised he's going to turn our state into an abortion sanctuary. So where are they going to get the money from to fund all of this abortion tourism? Well, they're getting it from other taxpayers, other states, right? That's how it's an end run around the Hyde Amendment. So all of these federal dollars are going to go flowing through our state coffers and, and promoting this abortion. It's a radical abortion agenda. Uh, SB 1142, which is going through our legislature right now, it is the abortion tourism bill. It's going to provide free, everything free, transportation to California, lodging here so you get your abortion hotel, you get an Uber probably from the airport, uh, you also get your lost wages for the time that you're out here. They'll help you arrange your insurance. They even give you, are you ready, free babysitting so that you can bring your, your kids with you. The only thing they don't include are free tickets to Disneyland, but you get everything else free. It's all covered. You get your free abortion. And then it's like a vacation. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, seriously, if women were getting pregnant in some of these states where abortion is going to be restricted and then getting a, a vacation, abortion vacation, because they're going to be paid to come out here. And of course, their employers, half of them are woke, right? They're going to be funding this and allowing it. And you, 
they're going to be leaving their job for two weeks and going and getting their free abortion vacation in uh, the, the once golden state. That's what's happening. And we're using federal dollars to do that in California. And I uh, bet they can get their kids their COVID jabs, too, so they can kill them at the same time. Well, well, that's I'm sure they'll get their no, vaccines probably well, on the way to the abortion. They'll be, they'll be OK. That, that's fine. Let them do that, because that's just survival of the fittest at that point. That's we finally taken the warning labels off stuff. And now we're seeing what happens. But either way, uh, one of the things that uh, drives me nuts is you're right. I mean, all of that, all of that is accurate. And that is uh, scary to think that. We're going to start calling what abortications? I mean, where are you going? Oh, I'm I call going it aborticide. Aborticide. And, but I call it abortion vacay. That's what it is. It's an abortion vacay. That's yeah. 1142. Abortication. Yeah. Abortication. Yeah. I'm going to an abortication. What is that? Well, that's where I get to go to California on vacation and have an abortion at the same time. That's right. Abortion vacation. Freaking abortion vacay. It's all free. It's all free. Insane. Well, that's what that so that's the power of the abortion cartel. You have to remember they are the people that are they're funding all of these legislators uh, in California. It's a two thirds majority. They're going to be able to pass anything they want. Well, where do they get their money? Uh, uh, Planned Parenthood will contribute some. You can you can pull some of the data, but the the way that they really do it is they get their own private donors who are pro-abortion minded, right? And they contribute directly to, to Planned Parenthood. So it's very, very hard to track, but that's how it happens. And so we, it, it is abortion money flowing into the state that, that has all of the, the, the power and they don't want to give that up. And so of course these legislators are, there are more than 20 bills right now. It, it's like drinking from a fire hose out here in California. Honestly, 1142 is only one of them. There are so many more that are that they're going to offer abortion scholarships. If you want to learn how, you know, go to abortion school and get a license to be an abortionist, they'll pay for that. Like it, it's a 40 million dollar bill, 2134. I just testified against it yesterday. It, it, it's, it's massive. That's just one. AB 2223 is the infanticide bill. Buffy Wicks uh, has offered it. I call it Buffy's baby slayer bill because what it does is it not only protects women uh, from prosecution for pregnancy loss, it goes much farther than that. What it does is it says anyone, anyone who assists or aids a woman in obtaining an abortion cannot be investigated. They cannot be investigated. And if they are, they automatically have a private cause of action against the investigating agency, whoever did it, for $25,000 plus attorney's fees. So let, anyone can help a woman perform an abortion. Anyone can. In fact, it's bigger than that. Anyone can assist a woman in her pregnancy choice, so her pregnancy outcome. Honestly, what could happen is you can have an entire a class of aiders and abettors who are delivering women without any kind of licensing, any kind of oversight of the state, no regulation whatsoever. And so long as the woman is consenting, there's nothing anyone can do. That's what's kept, that's AB 2223. So th these are just uh, uh, just some of the bills that we are fighting here as, as the Right to Life, Life League, something that we do in addition to uh, protecting and helping these pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes. We educate the people, right, the public about abortion. And we also fight bad legislation like this, legislation that's going to advance or expand abortion in our state. And we are just, we are 
doing as much as we can. We are the only exclusively pro-life organization that I'm aware of that's actually opposing each and every one of these bills. And there are, there are more than 20 now. They keep adding them, actually. And we're up there in Sacramento, either in person or by phone, or we're arranging testimony from other witnesses to come before this committee and or, or whichever committee it is and tell them why this bill is either unconstitutional or extremely bad policy and a variety of things. We're doing that all the time. So we're doing everything. We are the tip of the spear here. And by the way, they hate us. <laughs> of course they do. Um, That's a badge does, of honor. <laughs> does California allow you to uh, murder your child? after it's born, like uh, oh, yes, Delaware, New York does. That's yep. AB 2223. Again, that's the Buffy's the Baby Slayer bill. Yeah, what it does is it's, it's actually, right now, interestingly, okay, let's assume that Dobbs does overrule Roe versus Wade, as I mm -hmm. think it will, all right? What will happen then is that Roe versus Wade will fall. However, in California and other places that have pro-abortion laws, nothing's going to happen. In California, the current state of the law says that uh, a woman has an absolute right to abortion prior to viability. That's a term from Roe versus Wade. Yeah. After viability in California, a woman has to go uh, have a, a doctor examine her and say, well, yes, it would endanger her health. That's done pro forma. Most of the time they do that. But that is the structure of Roe versus Wade. That is, that is already California law. So that's that's actually kind of well that no no because it goes to the states if Roe versus right. Wade is overturned it goes to the states oh, so the right. state laws that are already in effect state still apply exactly she's tracking me so what's happened is Roe versus Wade is gone but Roe versus Wade still exists in California right except for AB twenty two twenty three because the way it's written it says notwithstanding any other law. A woman cannot be prosecuted for any kind of pregnancy loss at all. And we have this entire new class of people who can help them uh, abort a baby uh, up to up to and through from the moment of conception all the way up to delivery and beyond. They use very specific phrasing. They call it perinatal death due to causes that occurred in utero. Perinatal means after birth. Yeah. And, yeah. Perinatal death. The, the perinatal period is dis defined already in California law. You don't have to look for it. It's already there. It's 28 days. So the perinatal period, so that's up to 28 days. If a baby dies due to causes in utero, whatever that means, it's not defined, right? After birth, they cannot, no one can investigate. A coroner cannot, uh, cannot, uh, use the findings in any kind of prosecution, nothing. And so, second. I got, like, I, uh, well, so time out, time out, time out, hold on. This is way more important. Heroin while they're pregnant and get their baby addicted and that baby can die, you know, within a month at basically from withdrawal and there's, there's no prosecution there. Screw, screw, all of that. screw all of that. So you mean to tell me a mom suffering from postpartum depression that drowns her baby now yes. will not be prosecuted for murdering yes. her kid. Yes. You have got to be. I'm not kidding. No, that's I am doing my best kid. right now to watch my language, but uh, it's getting really hard right now because that is absolute fucking bullshit. And that just drives me yeah. ape shit because I cannot figure th that is murder. It is yes. nothing more than murder, which means you yes. need a coroner's report, which means you need an autopsy, which means you need a body. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to use the coroner's report. You, you, I can send you. I wrote a, we, I wrote a nine page legal brief on this. We that sent it to every legislator in the state. What about every them why? Yes. 
What, spent- what about every federal judge that is supposed to uphold and support the Constitution of the United States, it's which state completely it's state says law. doesn't matter. It goes to the states. It's state on the law. states. State it's a state law. And, and this is this is the beauty of our Constitution. Look, the, what has gone wrong with Roe versus Wade and, and a lot of other cases like that, that was the federal law implying and, and, and pushing a, a federally invented law over all the states. Abortion is not in the Constitution. It does not exist. There, that, that means our federal government is limited. They can't decide that issue. And so when Dobbs comes out, hopefully it will, and it will return the issue to the states. The states have more power. The, the idea of the Constitution was that by, by creating more local power for states and cities, you and me, we, the people, have more control. So our state will be able to determine it. That's why the state law in California right now is reflective of Roe versus Wade, but that will be done away with by AB 2223. It'll be abortion on demand 24 seven up to and including delivery, delivery and beyond, right? And they're gonna fund it for free because we already have all of those laws in place. That's what we're looking at in California. And they're gonna use your taxpayer dollars as I've explained through the Biden state bailout to make an end run around the Hyde Amendment and pay for it in California. And they're gonna ship all of your daughters and wives and whoever you know, they're gonna ship them to California for free. For abortions. It's gonna become known as the abortion state. Oh yes. And I just wonder, here's it's a maybe this is a little bit beyond beyond the pale. I apologize, but I'm just wondering if this is a form of human trafficking. Since you're having these pregnant women, we could call them mules, right? And they are traveling across. How do you know they're actually getting abortions? And well, they, that, that's another, that's one of the criticisms we had of 1142. How do you prevent against fraud? You've got some woman in uh, Texas who gets onto the state paid for website to, uh, to create her abortion vacation. She registers all of How do you know she's pregnant? Right. What if she just and what if she flies over here and she turns out she's not pregnant or she flies over here and she gets here and she changes her mind? What do you think is going to do going to happen? Do you think Planned Parenthood will say, oh, well, that's OK, honey, we'll ship you back for free? No, they're going to say, no, you've got to go through with your abortion. You can't change your mind. We just this is three thousand, five thousand, eight thousand dollars for all of this. you got to go through with this. Otherwise, we're going to be sending you a bill. So they've, they've got some real serious problems with Bill. How, how do you pre- prevent against fraud? Right. How about a, a man who, who identifies as a woman and he decides that he might be pregnant? Can he come over here? There's all kinds of problems with the bill. But but at the end of the day, we're spending taxpayer dollars for all of this to to create this abortion sanctuary. And my question is, all right, if we have a woman in Texas, Ohio, wherever these women are coming from, if you are enticing women to come across state lines, while they're carrying an unborn child, right? Isn't that like a mule, right? Bringing illicit drugs or something else, or let's think of it this way, as kidnapping almost. You're transporting across state lines. Maybe maybe you're actually bringing a 16-year-old from Oklahoma across state lines for the purpose of abortion, and you're killing this child, right? What what, what kind of ramification? An infant to... Right, um, but is that is that, that yeah. it, it's it's really it's really going to involve some interesting um, legal analysis on this. I'm I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, but I look at it and I say, how can you transport women across state lines when that the child inside is is the product? Because that's how Planned Parenthood is making its money. Well, they, you are, know, they are aborting children. There's an interesting side to that because the satanic the Church of Satan. 
yes. went in front of a judge, I believe it was in Texas, and said yeah. that uh, abortion had to be upheld because it was a ritualistic yeah. sacrifice yes. in their religion. So mm-hmm. you right. could religious see, freedom. You, right. you could use that against them in in your argument that they are transporting people across state lines for the purposes of sacrificing sacrifice, sacrifice right. like human sacrifice. I just want I'm just wondering off the top of my head whether there's no, there not I like to connect federal, dots and take puzzle pieces and put them together. Right. And like a, a, is there a federal law that would inhibit the transport of people across state lines for the purpose of abortion. I'm just I'm just wondering about it aloud in my head. California, look, it's locked down in California. If you live in California, you have an absolute right. They're actually trying to pass a, an abortion amendment to our constitution. To and I heard, that, I heard that Biden is um, going to, if Dobbs does overturn Roe v. Wade, that uh, Biden has an executive order uh, ready to go which I, I don't think is constitutional because it's not part of the constitution in the no, first place. That, that, but... That's like uh, Kamala Harris coming out right after on the heels of uh, the New York rifle and pistol versus Bruin. And she yeah. said, that's not a constitutional decision. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I actually mean, that how dumb later, is that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the depth of ignorance there. I mean, we just had the Supreme court say it is constant, you know, that, mm-hmm. the, that their law had violated the constitution. Hello, yeah. Kamala. I mean, it, this is saying you're telling me Biden is going to come up with a, an executive order that says, well, now I'm going to pronounce a, a, a right to abortion that the Supreme Court has just said doesn't exist in the Constitution. These people are, are beyond ignorant. So so look, it, it, I always have to remind people, I, sorry, I was a political science major, but really quick, remember how long it takes to make a constitutional amendment for the U.S. federal constitution. It is a almost a four year process. Yes. From day one to when it gets signed in and ratified and put in the Constitution, it takes it's almost a four year process in total. Mm-hmm. This, this in this time day and age, it'd probably take more like that's why he's five doing or an executive years. order. Yeah, yeah, he can do an executive order for a constitutional amendment, but the next president can come in and say oh, that one I'm not signing it. I throw it away. I know, I gotcha. But all right, well, th- go ahead and play play this this clip. We wanted to know your opinion on this because okay. is this. Legal or illegal? Because I've I, we've we've had oh, some. Put me on the spot. Go ahead. <laughs> we've had some questions I'll about just, it. I'll just act like some of our legislators and just make up an answer if I don't. Know. <laughs> that now works. This, that this works is a for me. Easy one. So, I think this know. one's like a knockout of the park. You're going to get this um, one. I, I didn't right, go to no law school, what. but I did take the LSATs for fun, and I did pretty well. So you know. So is this who does that? Legal or oh. illegal? This is in front of Kavanaugh's house. That's illegal. So yeah, that's what the I. Christo fascists yep. have to go. He's calling him a Christo fascist. What, what's the yeah, next? Well, that's because they like to use the the fascist word because it sounds really cool. Like you're talking about like I don't know Hitler or some of the old bad guys. That's not what fascism is. But anyway, yeah, that's totally illegal. There's a statute, a federal statute that says you cannot do that outside of justices' homes or federal judges. But you know what? We have we have a crisis of the executive order. Okay, of, of not executive order of the, the executive, executive branch. branch. Yeah, yes. we have a crisis of the of the executive branch. We are not enforcing our laws. Just look at our southern border. So yep. well, let me ask. Well, so we're going to actually real quick before, we'll before that, we get no, to that. Can I ask, ask one more thing? Hold up, because um, yeah, just hold on a second. I know. Um, but 
getting further and further away from it. No, it's right here. So <laughs> since since uh, since Congress, I believe, said that they're they're going to you know protect the Supreme Court justices now, um, can shouldn't Yunkin have a responsibility to uphold that and uh, clear I them think out? Nancy Pelosi doesn't not, doesn't Nancy Pelosi since it's federal. I mean, isn't she supposed to? Uh, now release the funds or engage the National Guard. I, I think it might be on her. I'm not sure. For, for no. which? Well, can Yunkin, I mean, I would think Yunkin would be able to use the National Guard. He can, well, he can use state forces, but this yeah. is federal. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I would assume it, it depends, depends on, on the government. Kind of no, he has, he has cops. He has thousands of state troopers that can literally go and arrest every single one of them. It is a federal law that they're breaking in Virginia. I know is much like Georgia, much like much, 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 much much like South Carolina. They can say this violates the U.S. Constitution, which our Constitution has an amendment in it that says nothing can supersede or override this unless it's within the U.S. Constitution as well. And I know for a fact that they have an amendment in there that says that. So therefore, that is a law that's being broken in the state of Virginia. Virginia has every right to arrest every single one of those people. Gotcha. And the FBI, um, th that particular, those guys that should be handling that, they got arrested in the back of a U-Haul truck as the Patriot yeah. Front. So, you know. Um, <laughs> they were trying yeah, to get uh, the, the Michigan uh, governor there. Or Yeah, so, right. That one. Yeah, I, I know. One of the things... Uh, like, I, I don't know if you've ever heard this argument before, but uh, we got some listeners who don't live here in the States at all. They're actually outside the country completely, yet they follow American politics, which is, I guess, kind of like following the Kardashians. So yeah, maybe it's, like watching. Yeah. it's probably more interesting these days. I mean, we yeah, we, we, it, we have more stuff than, you know, at the Atlanta Housewives. Yeah. So, you know, so mm -hmm. it. It was said, uh, one of our guys, one of our listeners said, uh, I can admire uh, the rights of anti-abortion stances as you're fighting for the lives of leftist tards who will grow up to hate you. Almost right. as a convoluted, uh, it's not necessarily a slap in the face, but it's kind of like, yeah, why, why are you? you're kind of fighting for somebody who eventually is going to hate you. And a lot of people don't understand that uh, that's, our hope is not to do that. Our hope is to save you so that maybe you will see the light one day. That's kind of no, the hope. You know what? It's, it's more simple than that. Because, yeah, it would be easier to just allow these very misguided, desperate, probably maybe leftist women. I don't know. Yeah, they're killing maybe their own voter base. But you know what? It's much more fundamental and basic than that. We have to defend life because life is a gift from God and life always brings hope and possibility. And you don't ever know what that baby will grow up to become. And you know what? You've just seen probably your own children. I mean, they start out kind of selfish and narcissistic because they're babies and they're little kids and then they grow up and they go through their teen years. And we wonder how, how, what were we thinking? Right. Yeah, we're there right now. We've got a 15 year old and a 10 year old. Yeah, so, and yeah. That's why, that's why they were cannon fodder back in civil war time. You just said, I, I can't deal because they're just, they're not done. God's not done with them yet. And yet then you're going to be amazed when sometime between 16 and I don't know, 21, 22, all of a sudden, the, the, the brain app starts to download and you start going, well, who is this kid? And all of a sudden he's cooking dinner at a 14 year old. My son, he wanted to cook a spaghetti sauce and he, he learned how to do it and did it himself. And he prepared it while I was at work one day. And I'm like, who 
who are you? What did you do with my son? Right? So it happens. And but that is that is the natural evolution, part of that DNA, right? That you they grow up and they become wonderful human beings. And you don't know when they start out or or even they can come from from just the most horrible situations. They can be adopted. They can anything can happen, right? They can suffer mightily. And some of the greatest people in history have had the worst upbringing, right? So it, nothing is depending upon you know, just where you start out or even, you know, who your mom or dad is because each person is created in the image and likeness of God. And each person is a re, a re engagement of hope and life in the world. And that's what we as Christians are called to defend God's gift of life. We can't pick and choose. Oh, well, I want this one to not live because it might vote, you know, Democrat or might vote Republican. That's, that's superficial. What we do is we defend life because life is so much bigger than politics or anything else. And each child brings gifts and each child has the potential to to reflect wonderful graces and and change the world. And that's why we defend life. I, I can't I can't argue that I uh, that's why I've, we, we share the same we share the same uh, opinion when it comes to that. So be hopeful. Be hopeful. You never know. Look at, I mean, just look at uh, like Ben Carson's life. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson's going to be one of our, is going to be our keynote speaker at our, our gala uh, coming up in October. Have you looked at his, the life he was raised? I mean, he had a bad temper problem. He credits his mom. His mom was married at 13, found out that uh, her husband was cheating on her. So she divorced him and she had to raise her two sons by herself. She had, you know, a couple of jobs. And so her son, Dr. Ben Carson was a bit incorrigible, had a bad temper. And she just, she just made sure to raise him the best she could, made him read one hour a day and made him, oh no, I'm sorry, it was a book a week and made him do these things that changed his life. But he was, it, he was very poor, broken home. All of, all of those markers of things that you say, oh, well, this kid, of course he was a, a person of color, right? So all of those markers would, would suggest that he's not going to come to a great potential, right? Based on demographics and all of the mantra of, uh, you know, the, the whole era that we're living in, right? But yet he did. And and now he's a, he's a neurosurgeon and he's separated, you know, twin babies joined at the head. I mean, the man is brilliant. Look what he did. And he, it's because of his mother, his mother sacrificed so that he could become that person who he is today. And that's why we have to save the moms. At the end of the day, the way we're going to end abortion is not through laws. It's not through the Supreme Court or anything else. It's going to be through Christian love, through charity, that, that notion of the love of, of neighbor and, and mankind, and to try to change hearts and minds and say, don't worry, don't be afraid. There is hope. There is something much bigger, and, and don't worry about it. If you don't think you can do this, we'll be there. We'll walk with you. You don't have to do it alone. We have adoption services. Everything is possible. That's what life is. Life is hope. Life is potential. The only thing that's final is death and abortion. And that is, that is what we're fighting against, is the final death and destruction of a human being. Because that's where hope ends. And that's why our movement, the pro-life movement, is a hopeful movement. And it always wins over the, the, the fear and the destruction of death. Because there is no hope for for someone who has, has died, right? There's that, then they just go to final judgment and, and all of these martyred souls, I hope they go straight to heaven, right? But that we have to preserve that life. 
and we're winning. You have to remember, we're winning. We're on the we're on the eve of hopefully the Dobbs decision that's going to finally return our constitution back to something that that it should be, which is, hey, this issue's not in here. You guys, you states get to start uh, debating it, and that will encourage a national debate on a state by state level. Right. That's where we want it to be. And that's where pro-life warriors get to be is state by state, block by block, pro-life clinic in pro-life clinic and on the sidewalks and ministering to these women, changing hearts and minds and hopefully shutting down all of these abortion, you know, clinics and things by simply taking away their customers and saying, you don't need to go there anymore. We can help you. And that way, abortion can end tomorrow. All it takes is a change of heart for these women to say, no, I embrace life. And abortion is no more. That's the battle that we're going to win. So we have a bit of a debate going on in the chat right now. Um, okay. Zaz said, <laughs> no, no, no. This, and this, this is a good debate. And I would, and I would actually like to get the facts from you because um, this is something that we debate a lot, actually. So he said, uh, I would still love to ask her if she has any empathy for the thousands of rape victims who refuse to have their minds and bodies changed for life without consent. Her quote, but they could grow up into unquote would be just insulting. And then someone further down said, Zaz, fair point. And I don't mean to diminish anyone, but the numbers for those groups are exaggerated disproportionately. And then Dream Traveler said, um, it's not the child's fault. Why should it deserve a death sentence? I know of several people who are the result of rape and they are happy to be alive. And as says, how high do the numbers have to be to be acceptable? I say one rape victim is too much that is then forced to remain pregnant against her will. Sure. Now, now look, if we oh, were, right. if, okay, they always do this. The pro-aborts always go there, which is the 12-year-old pregnant uh, by violent rape because of, you know, Uncle Ted, right? That's the, and, and that's who we're talking about, right? The numbers on those are, are, are almost not measurable. They're far less than even 1%. So, okay, you know what? Since you guys want to go there, we'll talk about it. But you know what? How about let's talk about the 99%? The 99% is abortion on demand out of fear or convenience saying, well, I'm just going to use it as birth control and we shouldn't do that. Yes, and again, birth, we're birth. talking about, we're not talking about the woman's body. She has total right over her body, right? She can control it. I don't want any woman to ever be raped ever. And in fact, if you can prove that the man raped her, right? And 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 did that, then how about he goes in jail forever and the, all of his property, you know, you give it to her and that he's gonna have to be supporting that child for the next 20 years and gets all his property. I mean, there are ways we can do that. We don't, we should. And it's, it's terrible that rape ever happens, okay? Because she is completely in control of her body and rape is a violation of her body. Right. OK. Absolutely. We all, agree that. Yep. all right. But we're not. But she's not dead. And what we're talking about is killing someone else. You're not even talking about capital punishment for rapists. I guess we could have that discussion. That seems a, that that that's pretty gruesome. But we're not we're not we're not targeting the rapist. We are targeting an innocent third person who wasn't there at the time of the rape. This person did not exist at the time of the rape. And yet, so they come on the scene later, 10 days later, whenever it is, right? Or two or three days later, they're conceived and then they implant. They did not exist at the time of the rape. And yet you're going to punish that person by killing it, by tearing it into little pieces while it's alive in the womb of this girl and not with well, not even anesthesia. 
nothing. They just, they just have a curette and right. Or cut it up. Have you ever, have you ever seen what happens in a second term trimester abortion? It's gruesome. They have to tear the legs off and and they have to really yank and pull really, really hard. And sometimes the baby, they, they have to pull the pieces out and assemble it on a table to make sure they got it all. It's, it's barbaric. That's barbarism. How does that help the rape victim? It doesn't. How about we love her and care for her and make sure she's okay and that, that she can see hope and something good come out of it, which is the life of another person. Let's support her fully. Let's prosecute the rapist 100%. Let's do that. And let's make sure that he all of his property comes to her and that he has some sort of meaningful time in prison or in other service relations to, to caring for that child, right? Let's not let's not punish the innocent person that wasn't on the scene. But that's the hard that that's the hard question. And here's another thing I would tell you: if we were only talking about these very rare cases like this, like the rape case, I'll bet you 90% of the pro-life movement would just, you know, we we wouldn't all be this this emotionally invested in it, right? Because those are the hard cases. Nobody yep. wants a 12-year-old or even an 8-year-old, right? Because sometimes they can get pregnant very early, right? Nobody wants that. We all want to protect our children. That's why That's why we're we're pushing back against all of the, the grooming and what Disney is doing. And all we are desperate to protect our children against sexualization and, and all of the, the things that they're teaching them in, in school, which actually introduces the, the concept of sexuality, which might even be encouraging rape right, on, on the part of young men, right? So why are we doing this? I don't know. But but to punish an innocent third party who wasn't there at the scene makes absolutely no sense. And all it's going to do is compound the violence of the situation, I think. Now, of course, uh, the next question probably would be in the chat is, oh, chat would be, all right, well, she's 10. And uh, no, she's no, no, my favorite, a- my favorite example is a woman who was pregnant. The fetus died. She she couldn't get an abortion. She had to carry the dead fetus around for days. Why is an abortion acceptable there either? That's not constantly abortion. constantly that's not ignoring abortion. the that's suffering that's of a DNC. woman isn't pro-life. If the baby that's is already abortion. dead, that's not an abortion. That's not abortion. Well, that, that's he sounds like another child been in here before, don't worry. Well, leave him alone. Let just leave him. Leave him be. You know, an we abortion. like to we like to hear from all sides. We are not an echo chamber, and and this is a good debate. Leave him be. Right. An abortion is the intentional killing of an unborn human being in the womb. If the baby has already died, then what you're doing is you are delivering a stillborn, right, to save the life of the mother. Just like if it's an ectopic pregnancy, right, which mm-hmm. are very, very rare as well, sometimes they, they, you know, they can blow up the fallopian tube and kill the mother, right? So that's when you deliver the mother with the, the, the but the intent of the purpose, that I'm sorry, the intent of the procedure is to save the life of the mother while actually delivering the child. Uh, and yes. and maybe, we, maybe we can move the ectopic pregnancy into the woman, maybe a little plant, probably won't. But in any event, the, the purpose is to save the life of the mother and also the child and at least deliver the child humanely. So in the case of the stillborn baby, let's deliver that child. It's, it's dead. Yes. And so we're going to save the life of the mother. That is not abortion. We didn't kill the baby. We didn't tear it up. We are simply delivering the baby so that she doesn't have uh, an infection. That's and that's so it's not an abortion. And women who have undergone procedures like that where the baby has died, and I know some of them, they haven't had abortions. They've been delivered. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's it. But but in the, the case of the the, the the hypothetical that's the hard one is the ten year old 
who's been raped and she's now pregnant and her, she's too small. Her hips haven't even extended or anything. She might not be able to stand the childbirth, right? She, she, she might die in childbirth kind of a thing. And that, that is the, the, the place where we all struggle, but that's why we have delivery. That's why we say we'll do everything we can to save that girl and to save her unborn baby. That's what we do. We don't have, most of the time, you don't have to choose between the, the woman and the child. When you do, the doctor does the best that he or she can to deliver the child safely and save the life of the mother. And, and, and if you're at that point where you have to make a choice, yes, sometimes it sometimes goes badly. Sometimes a, a baby can be stuck in, in, in the, the hips, right? And you have to crack the hip open. You do whatever you can. Sometimes the mother dies. Sometimes the baby dies. And those are so rare. But that is not what abortion is. Abortion is killing a baby delivery and saving the life of the mother those are things that are separate that's what that's why it's distinct from abortion i couldn't agree more and, and you know i always go back to if a pregnant woman is murdered then her killer is charged with double homicide right why is it all about consent of the mother right why is it oh she wanted it therefore it's two murders well, wait, no, it's it's its own person. That baby is it has its own DNA. It has its own uh, life force. It can move. It can suck its thumb. It can kick. It moves around. If 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 you've ever been pregnant, you feel it. You know it. I, I've had seven kids. That baby is alive, and that the, that person has separate rights from the mother. Seven kids. I'm a little jealous, to be honest. We always Aww. wanted six kids, but he was Aww. deployed constantly. So we we uh, we only managed to have two. Um, so far. Yeah, so far. We, Gotta get uh, busy. Get busy. Well, we, we lost a couple. I, I've always had issues getting pregnant, um, in fact. Uh, and I, I got, well, I didn't initially have issues getting pregnant. And someone brought up in here, you know, what about the, the trauma or... Um, what the woman goes through after having an abortion, people don't talk about that. Or I, I mean, both. Oh yes, that I. Oh, you know what yes. they go through after an abortion? Think, yes. Think about, think about, hold on, hold on. Hold so on. when I was when I was eighteen, I got pregnant on the pill using a condom. Okay, one of those crazy things, and I was like, what What do I do? And I explored all of my options. I went to Planned Parenthood. I talked to them. I looked at, you know, what it would be and I couldn't do it. I was like, there's no way. And part of that was because my, my mother, um, who had a, a new husband who was fantastic, she had lost a baby with him and she was desperately trying to get pregnant again and looking into adoption. So I actually made the choice. I was going to have the baby and give it up to my mother to raise and I actually ended up losing the baby on my way home to tell my mom that I was giving her my baby. Okay. So that alone was so traumatic. If I had actually gone through with going in there and having them tear that baby out of me, I've lost, that was the first baby I lost. We've lost two. Okay. Um, one recently and one about five, six years ago, but that alone was so traumatic. I can't even imagine. And that was God's choice, right? It was easier for me to accept because I knew that it's not the time or the, the place. It's just it, something was wrong. It wasn't right. This wasn't the time for me to have that child. 
And that was God's choice. That wasn't my choice. If that had been my choice, the guilt, I couldn't even imagine the guilt that I would carry around, never mind the physical trauma that a woman undergoes having that type of procedure done. I had a leap procedure done when I was like 22, and that was bad enough. I mean, holy crap. I can't even imagine. They they suffered terribly. I mean, they they suffered regret. Um, One one woman that we've worked with many times, she's had an abortion. She didn't realize because they lie. They told her it was a clump of cells and she just needs to, you know, clean out her uterus and she'll get a period kind of a thing. And she didn't realize. And to this day, she is still devastated. She suffers. People go through, they they become more suicidal. They, They turn to drugs and alcohol. It is devastating on women when they realize what they have done. It's a lifetime. And we're trying to save them from it because yeah, all right. So nine months, yeah, it's going to be inconvenient, might be hard. But at the end, at the end, you will never suffer that kind of remorse and loss and grief that that so many do. You know, I I, I just, we want to save that child and we want to save the mom because it's with the mom that all of that hope lies. It's not only that, but think about the Remember, this is also the government that told you, hey, we have a vaccine we're going to stick in your arm and it works, right? They don't know the first thing about medical care. And I can tell you right now, what they do to a woman can scar you for life where you can never have another kid. You got to remember, they have no idea what it's doing to you on the inside. They say, oh, well, it's not painful. It's not going to hurt. Don't worry about it. It's just a clump of cells anyway, blah, 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 blah. But they don't tell you at the same time what damage it's doing to your uterus. We have no idea. We have no way of telling. We, You know that you can lose more eggs via an abortion than you can just naturally. I, I mean, that. and you only have so many eggs to begin with. So if you lose 90% of your egg egg bearing material that now you can't do that anymore, guess what? No more kids. That was your one and only chance at having a child. Think about just the nature of it. It's, it's like sticking a Hoover up your nose and pulling your brain out. It doesn't come out the same way it went in. All right. It, It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I hear you. But that's that's what we're we're trying to inform. We're trying to educate. We're trying to protect women against that that awful choice that they'll they'll have a re- regret for. And we want to save every human life that we can. And that's what that's why we do what we do at the Right to Life League. And I would ask anyone who who's you know watching, please consider we're not woke. We have no merchandise. We don't sell merch. What we do is we we like for what we're doing. You you had asked about the um, the night of rage and the you know Jane's revenge and the, uh, the the terrorism that they're they're threatening. Right. We've already reached out to every pro life clinic and center um, in California. Not just our members, but all of them that we have you know contacts for. And we've told them, look, if you need 24 hours of security, like you know up to 24 hours of private security, we'll reimburse you for it. Just just do it. Be safe. Be, protect your your clinic. Protect your your staff. Protect the women that you serve, and we'll 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 give you it. We'll we'll reimburse because that's what we do. We want to keep you guys open so that you can can minister to these women. And that's that's just what we do. Like I said, we don't we don't sell any merchandise. We just do we do everything that we do for our our 
member clinics, we do it for free. We give them administrative training and all kinds of, you know, legal tips and, and all kinds of, you know, HR, employment, practical things, donating diapers, uh, helping fund them, helping them, you know, get grants to different things, donating um, ultrasound machines, anything that we can do. That's what we do for these clinics in California. And they are on the front lines. This is ground zero out here. California is going to be the abortion capital of the world. That's what it's going to be. Help us, help us stop it. Buy us a, a Starbucks, but just give it to us, right? Because we're not woke, right? Starbucks will fly their employees and get them, uh, you know, get them all probably vaccinated too. And, and uh, you know, get them here's, at the same time, right? Here soon, I bet you're gonna have to be vaccinated just to enter it's, California. The one, you know, it'd be interesting. I just thought of, do you think they're going to require that you are vaccinated before you get your free abortion? What do you bet? Probably. But, and you know, the crazy thing is, is that if you get a, uh, if you get a COVID jab in the first trimester, you're going to get your free abortion it's, anyway. It's more, effective, all, yeah. it's more effective at killing your baby than the morning after pill. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I saw that, that like what 80 or 90% of yeah. pregnant women who got the jab uh, miscarried. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah that may, maybe, maybe the vaccine is the new it's not the, the abortion. abortion pill, it's the abortion shot. The abortion you know, shot. Yeah. Really so quick. It followed, you know, with, with uh, boosters. booster and booster until you die too. So, hey. You hey know, eventually, it's too. like a self-licking ice cream cone. It works itself out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, Susan, where can people find you, support you, um, yeah. you know, donate to, to your organization, help out? We have an amazing audience here. So, Well, it's called the Right to Life League, righttolifeleague.org. And uh, that's our website, righttolifeleague.org. Just go over there and hit the donation button. And it's a, it's a pretty good website, but we just do the best we can. So if it looks a little clunky or if it looks, you know, maybe not not as sexy, just remember, we don't have billions of dollars that the uh, abortion cartel does. So that's why. But uh, righttolifeleague.org. And anything's appreciated, really. And you can sign up to get our, we do a monthly newsletter. We send out uh, occasionally uh, emails, anything you want to be engaged, but the fight is here in California. See, we're, we've just, I think, I pray to God that we're going to win a huge battle through the Supreme Court, right? That's a big battle, but the war is not over and where nope. it's coming is going to be in California. And we've got to stop abortion in California so that we don't fly all these women in and just, and, and abort all our babies. That's where the fight is going to be. That's where we started in 1967. And that's, we're going to finish it here. That's what we're going to do. Righttolifeleague.org. Like Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Susan. This was absolutely amazing. And um, we will, we'll, uh, I, I hope I'll, I'll reach out and bring you back again um, in, in the future. You know, I'm, I'm sure uh, something. And thank the people in your chat, especially the ones who are concerned about the, the rape victims. Because, yes. you know, it's a valid question. And we get it. It's a tough. It's tough. Yep. It's tough. Yep. There is, there's, not, there's not a perfect answer to it. But I respect them that they're asking. I really do. And you know what? We, we love them. We mm -hmm. really do because it's about life and about God. That's what we're about. It is. And you know, before we finish up, we, I had this, I got this very nasty email when it first came out that I was the woman at the beginning of the January 6th, um, video. And I, and I responded with, um, well, some, it was mostly sarcasm. It was Come mostly on now. Sarcasm, Come on, sweetie. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, nice words with a mean tone anyway. Um, but at one point she, she said, you know, of course you call me a white supremacist and a racist and this, that, and the other. I, I mean, just all the labels that she could with horrible grammar and, and diction and content. I mean, the whole thing was just, just ridiculous. But, um, 
she said at one point, she was like, oh, you're terrified that, you know, brown and black people are going to outnumber you. And and I didn't respond, but I should have um, that, you know, maybe if you hadn't killed 62 million of your babies in the last 30 years, you already would. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I, I, I don't know what the stats are on that, but yeah. yeah six, 62 million brown and black babies have been aborted since 1973. I don't know what they're. I just know California. It's sixty-four. It's sixty-four million total. Um, Correct, and that does not include California because you can't get the numbers out of California. They hide it. They hide their data. They do it on purpose. Everything is private. You can't. From the reported numbers, it's sixty-four million babies have been aborted, and sixty-two million of those were babies of color. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that's so, so tragic. That's if you so think tragic. if you if you don't think that you know Margaret Sanger's eugenesis program oh, has no, been in full effect for thirty years through Planned Parenthood, then no, you, 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 Margaret Sanger was an absolute fan of Hitler and a eugenicist, and she would be thrilled at yeah. what is happening in California, especially with a lot of these bills. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, again, Susan, thank wow. you so much for coming on. This is fantastic. Yes. And um, we'll, we'll see you again soon. And and we will definitely, uh, we'll check out your website. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Thank you. And thank um, you. yeah, and we will, uh, we'll, we'll keep pushing it. Obviously, you know, mix mixed teams already worked with you guys before. Because uh, he, he's been, you know, they've been working towards saving lives for a very, very yes. long time. The Knights time. of Columbus so. are rocking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So. All right. Either way, okay. uh, we appreciate you coming on, Madame, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Thanks so Thank much. You. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Have a great night. All right. So that was uh, Susan there. Yeah. Right to Life. Yeah. Go check out their website real quick. Right to Life, and it's not the number two. It's Right to so R I G H T T O L I F E. And we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll put it. It'll yeah, be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. But yeah, so, so. you can check it out there. Real quick, uh, with no further ado. Yeah. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that was... Uh, that was that a was great, great interview. It really, that really was. It really was. Um, you know, I didn't even know she was a Catholic either. That was pretty badass. No, and I didn't either. And I, but I like it, it. as soon as soon as that came through, I I knew that that you'd be good there. You know, there's some interviews that we do where we're like, all right, you know, we're we're 
struggling to fill an hour of conversation. Some were just like, all right, 45 Ooh. minutes, you're done. done. Um, but this one, yeah, this one went uh, an hour and hour 10. So yeah, that's, so. that's great. Um, Zord killer, uh, president Justin, president Justin has been taking care of his dad in the hospital who just had surgery on his back. Um, so he will be at border Wallapalooza next week. Um, yeah. Or the, you know, from July 1st through the 4th, um, we'll be doing a large show from there, from the border wall. And uh, so we'll we'll definitely, you'll see him then if you don't see him before. Did, did you send him a, a, an invite for tonight? I know I, you send I, him I, an invite every night. So he's just- I don't remember if I did or not. I don't think so, don't think but he's been a little, um, yeah. He's been preoccupied. He's, 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 had a, he's had some rough times going on right now. Yeah. So, um, so if you want to support Justin though, and his dad, please- Buy some CBD. I'm serious. It is life changing. We even give it to Seamus, who's sound asleep right our now. Eighty-five um, pound our, freaking our Irish wolf, gigantic Irish wolfhound, um, who's five months old uh, because his teeth have been so bad. He was chewing my dining room chair as I was sitting in it. My brand new dining room chair, by the way, because we just moved into this house. So I got found this awesome table and eight chairs. I got it for a fantastic deal. The dog was chewing on the chair with me sitting in it. He's chewed my wicker table. He yes. chewed my wicker basket. He's literally chewed everything. So we started giving him CBD in his food. It's amazing. I've gotten Mick off of almost every big pharma drug he was on. Um, no, I am just, off of he's off of everything with CBD. It's absolutely life-changing. So serious S I R I U S dash CBD.com and go check it out. It will change your life. So really quick, we've had, uh, that went a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. But um, we've had a really actually pretty big news day. And I didn't think it was going to turn out this good, but it did. Um, first, uh, all because uh, I know all of you fuckers in here. Um, first, I, I want uh, I guess I called a bunch of old fuckers, old fuckers last night. And it's out of respect. Understand it's not. I'm an old fucker. So I look at and his best friend is like 10 is closer to my parents age than his age, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I look at myself more like an old fucker than a young fucker. So understand it's sent out of um, respect. But either way, the big one was the Supreme Court rule uh, that came down on New York's concealed carry gun law, which is fucking awesome because it didn't really it wasn't about concealed carry. Just so you're aware, if you're not aware about what that law was about and uh, what it concerned, it is about constitutional carry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, folks, laws about the Second Amendment and requirements for you to have an identification to carry a weapon in a state in the United States of America. I'm talking from Washington, D.C. to fucking good old Alaska, all the way down to Hawaii and back. If you want to walk around carrying a gun in any one of those states, now it will become constitutional. All right. There's no more. You're not. They basically um, part of this uh, decision it was an Epic Times piece. Part of the decision was uh, uh the Empire State's gun law permits, as laws with seven other states, generally require the applicant to generate, uh, demonstrate a proper cause in order to obtain a license uh, to carry a, a concealed handgun in public. New York makes it a crime to possess a firearm without a license, whether inside or outside a home. Okay? An individual... Understand... Their fucking laws in New York. It's almost impossible to get a permit to get a gun in New York. In New York City specifically, to get a gun license in New York, you have to jump through 
uh, more fucking holes, more hoops, more shit and than probably you probably sacrificed your firstborn child ever thought you would have to seriously. Okay? They have the strictest gun laws in New York city across the country. Okay. By doing this, they've been infringing upon the second amendment forever now. Okay. What just happened today with this ruling from the court in a six, three decision. Okay. They said, no, not nah, bear, not no more. You cannot do that. It is illegal to do that per the constitution. That is over. It is unconstitutional. You're overstepping your bounds by doing that automatically across every other state, any gun licensing requirement or purpose or permit becomes illegal at that point. No, 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 no. Adolescent chicken. You're wrong. You're wrong. Thank you. You should be thanking New York city for their ridiculous fucking gun laws. Yes. Because right now, every other permit in every other state just became unconstitutional unconstitutional it is completely unconstitutional permits are no longer required the fucking supreme court just ruled on it they said nah nah bear the second amendment in plain text covers an individual's conduct to the constitution presumptively protecting that conduct to justify its regulation the government may not simply post the regulation and promote it to an important interest. Rather, the government must demonstrate that the regulation is inconsistent with the national historical tradition of firearm regulations. Only if a firearm regulation is consistent with the nation's historical tradition, may a court conclude that an individual's conduct falls outside the protections granted under the second amendment. That eliminates any purpose for a permit period. So you know that stupid gun license you have to go apply for every year? The needless tax on something granted to you by God? It's gone. It's fucking gone. Okay. Peace be upon you. See ya. Well, the left is in full <laughs> meltdown mode. Okay. Absolutely. This is hysterical. So um, the wildfire newsletter uh, the, on uh, Substack. Here are the 13 worst media meltdowns over the SCOTUS ruling defending Americans' gun rights. Okay. This is fucking hysterical. Keith Olbermann. It has become necessary to dissolve the Supreme Court of the United States. <laughs> the first step is for a state is for a state the court has now forced guns upon to ignore this ruling. Great. You're a court. Why and how do you think you can enforce your rulings? Okay. <laughs> Neil Cattell. Going to be very weird if Supreme Court ends up a constitutional right to obtain an abortion next week, saying it should be left to the states to decide right after it just imposed a constitutional right to concealed carry of firearms, saying it cannot be left to the states to decide. Do you know why that is? Because your right to bear arms is guaranteed under the Constitution. Your right to an abortion is yep. not. Okay. You're on the air. Piers Morgan. Breaking. 
America's response to its recent mass shootings is to make it even easier for Americans to use guns. The Second Amendment is now being interpreted as a right to bear arms as part of an unregulated civilian militia. Yes, Piers Morgan, you're from fucking England. You don't understand. The Second Amendment has always been interpreted as a right to bear arms as part of an unregulated civilian militia. Militia. It literally says... To regulate a well-armed and regulated militia. militia. Shall not be infringed. Okay. Marianne Williamson. People will die because of this. And to be very clear, they're not doing this to protect the Second Amendment. They're doing it to protect the primacy of property rights. That's why so many millions of dollars were spent getting them onto the court to begin with. You're fucking stupid. David Weissman, the SCOTUS is a disgrace because, God forbid, we ask for proper cause requirements to own weapons. The Second Amendment should be amended. I am sick of this bullshit. I'm sick of your bullshit. Tom Watson, New York will now pass wider gun restrictions, which will then take years to wind their way through the courts. Rinse, repeat. Better the Republicans with it politically. That's how you resist the illegitimate SCOTUS. Okay. Okay. Governor Kathy Hochul. Oh, this is great. It is outrageous that at a moment of national reckoning on gun violence, the Supreme Court has recklessly struck down a New York law that can that limits those who can carry concealed weapons. Yeah. Oh, Stephanie Mickus. The Supreme Court seems obsessed with wanting people to carry things. Hidden weapons? fetuses they don't want maybe they should just be managers at tgi fridays or applebee's and it may please the court if you choose chilies you get to bring out the fajita see, see now i got a question hold on i got a question what? for stephanie all right because stephanie you're a walking contradiction in turn because understand. you walked out saying i i'm i'm, I'm pro-life 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 yet then you said hidden weapons and fetuses they don't want. I, I, I she's uh, not pro-life. I'm sorry. Stephanie, you are not pro-life. Nick, Nicole Sandler. I don't even know who most of these people are, by the way. I don't give a fuck. To the rest of the world, a warning. Do not travel to the U.S. American streets are not safe. The Supreme Court just said anyone can, can, can carry a concealed gun anywhere, anytime. Don't spend your money here. Your life is at risk the second you deplane. Literally, stay out of the USA. How many people have come to Savannah? How many tourists do we get here every year? I have no idea. How many murdered are on the, on the streets? Oh, there, well, there's a bunch. Yeah, of I mean, there are plenty, but there's, that's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong argument. Wrong argument. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, this is all. Okay, yeah, this is so funny. Mary L. Trump. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Now you know it's going to get real. I'm not sure how much more evidence we need, although we'll be getting more soon, that this Supreme Court is thoroughly corrupt and more justices must be added in order to counter the insanity of the Alito Thomas majority. Hashtag expands SCOTUS. I, I, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. I need a drink. Wait, 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 wait. We're almost done. Jennifer, I stand with Ukraine Rubin. Okay. Thomas declares, quote, the second and 14th amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. There is zero textual support for that. Example, 9,999, why originalism is a scam. Is there zero textual support for the second and 14th amendments? Uh, no. 
The, I mean, they are written they're in written. text, right? They're okay, actually I'm just written saying. in text. So okay, I'm kind of missing her point. David Hogg, who's our pillow company, failed miserably after like even faster than CNN Plus. Okay, his what? He he tried to he launched at our pillow company, a pillow company, okay. our pillow, and, and it lasted not even as long as cnn plus oh, okay so okay. he tried to fight uh mike lindell it didn't work uh not only does today's ruling endanger the american people it also endangers the lives of the justices themselves that sounds like a threat tell me something do you feel endangered right now oh unlike the justices right however the american people do not have the privilege of congress immediately acting to protect them do, do you feel endangered right now i'm sitting right next to you the reason i ask is because i'm carrying a gun do you feel endangered right now Maybe last night, if you'd pulled that out, I would have been. But tonight, no, not so much. Yeah, see? Okay. Fuck that shit. Gavin Newsom. That's the one I've been waiting for. A dark day in America. This is a dangerous decision from a court hell-bent on pushing a radical ideological agenda and infringing on the rights of states to protect our citizens from being gunned down in our streets, schools, and churches. Shameful. Have you ever met a period, Gavin Newsom? That is the longest fucking run-on sentence I've ever read. <laughs> Apparently, he hasn't met a period because they all get aborted before he can meet them. <laughs> no shit. He should have met lots of periods. He keeps <laughs> wanting to bring them back. Kill your kids. Damn. Okay. Uh, anyway, all right. Anyway, wow. I'm I'm giving you this Uvalde story because I don't give a shit. I'm going to talk I'm about this one. This one's story. bad. Okay. This one's bad. All right. Um. Uh, you guys remember the Uvalde school shooting. You remember the videos we showed both me and Justin showed pretty much the same videos. Uh, we showed the one of the parent, the female that was yelling at the cops and the guy that was on the ground in between the cars, getting tased by the cops and yeah, getting yeah, yeah. fucking cuffs put on him. Yep, right. Everybody true. remembers that, right? Yep. Okay. Well, this is going to get really, really fucking dark and ugly so for you. Bad. Uh, the officer of a husband, officer husband of slain Uvalde teacher was detained, had gun taken away after trying to save wife. The shocking testimony of the Texas DPS director on Tuesday revealed more than more than an insight in an abject failure of its response to the Uvalde school shooting that occurred May 24th. Texas Department Pu Public Safety Officer and Director Colonel Stephen McCraw revealed that the husband of slain elementary teacher Eva Mer uh, Morales tried to save her, but was barred from doing doing so and was tased and cuffed on the ground. Ruben Ruiz is a police officer for the second and third school district and was on scene after the gunman entered the school and opened fire. McCraw said um, Morales and Ruiz had told them that she had been uh, she had been shot and was bleeding to death. And what happened to him? He tried to enter into the hallway and was uh, tased and cuffed and brought back out to a squad car. And he was detained and they took his gun away from him and they escorted him off the scene. That's insane. So, folks, Keep talking. I'm going to let the dogs out. This is like a legit fucking holy shit. We saw the guy getting fucking tased in between the fucking cars. Now I'm, we're finding out the guy's a fucking cop and his wife was a school teacher. So not all of the Uvalde cops were in on this cover up. Some of the Uvalde cops were actually fucking yelling at their buddies going, what are you doing? My wife is in there. My children are in there. Why aren't you going in? 
And he made it all the way to the hallway before they brought him back out. And it wasn't until they had him cuffed that they tase him, which is also illegal. But what do I know? I That is just some really disturbing shit. That just makes my blood boil again. I just want to fucking crush skulls because when you hear shit like that, it, it it's like, what are you thinking? This guy had more balls than any single one of you fuckers. More balls. And he was even willing to beat your ass to fucking take you down because he obviously was not being with was restrained because they had to fucking take him back out in cuffs and tases that. Yeah, because he wasn't part of the plan. He wasn't part of the narrative. This this just he wasn't gets, part of the sacrifice, as boneless chicken said. How many stories do we need before people figure out this was a fucking sacrifice? This is disgust. It's disturbing at, at a level that I, I can't even begin. To, I I can only imagine what those poor parents, loved ones of the the ones who died. Um, I I can only imagine what they're going through right now. I mean, they got to come on. If they do listen to me, they got to come on here and listen to me recount their last moments. I mean, God forbid anything happened to the, these three. I, that would be it. I, I, I would, you would probably, nobody would ever see me again. And it's not because I would go off and die because I couldn't kill myself, but I could tell you this much right now. Um, I, I would be completely disconnected from everything and everybody. Cause I wouldn't want to know. Cause everything would be a reminder. It would just be horrible. I just cannot fucking believe what is going on down there right now. Let's see. Awakened mom said, don't give Harris Teeter or Kroger your money. They caved to a liberal dem from North Carolina. Yeah, they sure removed can koozies with guns on them. Ugh. No, no, no. It wasn't just the, the can koozies with the guns on them, but they also had their American Liberty tradition package that they were going to sell around the 4th of July. They pulled it all. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? I'm glad Publix is closer because Publix is refusing to give vaccines to children under five. Yep. They will not stock it yep. in their fucking, uh, they in their, in their not, pharmacies. They, they will not give it to children under five period done. So uh, Publix is a little more expensive. I don't care. You, you were ill the other night. So that's why you didn't hear about that. That was one of the other stories I oh, talked about. Okay. You were <laughs> dying. I was, how did you, the dogs learn how to open the door, by the way. Um, that's impossible. It's a round doorknob and they don't have thumbs. Well, they're in the house and both doors were closed. So. Well, no, you have a bull is one of the dogs. <laughs> He's got a big, dumb, flat head and he'll run right into your head with it. Oh. But really quick, back to the gun thing before we lose yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Because I want to keep going play, with this. Play dumb Because Camelot. this is hysterical. She's ridiculous. She's absolutely retarded. We, the president, myself, many of us are deeply concerned and troubled by the Supreme Court's ruling today. Um, it, it, I believe, defies common sense and um, the Constitution of the United States. Wow. Really? It, no. Oh, my God. Uh, just, I just, I don't know what to say. That, that's our vice president. She really doesn't know what the fuck's going on in her world. But, hey, it's, uh, it's unconstitutional, right? Because they said it was unconstitutional. unconstitutional. <laughs> so, I, I, I found that funny too. She but, said it's unconstitutional, but because they found out that it's unconstitutional. It, yeah. No, her, they're, they're saying it's unconstitutional is unconstitutional. Uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, hold on a second. I think I got something for that. I do. Look, here's the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> yeah. You know who else is retarded? This idiot. Listen to what he And uh, you're joined by, we're joined by the vice president and the first gentleman, Doug and Kamala, today. 
and several members of Congress as well. Uh, I told you that Kamala had a dick. No, no, no. No, Kamala, by Doug Kamala, and Kamala, the, the being the vice president yes. and the first gentleman. The first gentleman. Kamala is the first but gentleman. He would be the second gentleman, not the first gentleman. He was once again giving Camel Toe the presidency. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Such an idiot. <sighs> All right. Oh, oh, so um, this is fun. The World Health Network. Now, the World Health Organization was meeting today. Okay. Oh, you want to get to fucking Eric Adams about guns before I, before I go into this? Do it, that. It is guns. I do, mean, do we're still right. on guns. Keep, keep going. Keep going. It. Keep going. I think Eric Adams has some explaining to do. Mm -hmm. When I spoke with my chief counsel, based on his preliminary analysis, I said, give it to me on a scale of one to 10. It's very close to a 10 of a major concern that we have. While we're still analyzing the decision, we can say with certainty, uh, this decision has made every single one of us less safe from gun violence. The decision ignores this shocking crisis of gun violence every day, engulfing not only New York, but engulfing our entire country. The opinion claims to be based on nation historical past, but does not account for the reality of today. It ignores the presence and it endangers our future. While nothing changes today, and we want to be clear on that, nothing changes today. We have been preparing for this decision and will continue to do everything possible to work with our federal, state, and local partners to protect our city. We will collaborate with other mayors, municipality leaders, and governors, and will leave no unturned stone as we seek to undo and mitigate the damage that we are witnessing today. That's amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. Yeah, I can't. I can't yeah. continue to listen to another minute of him spouting the same bullshit. Wow. I'm sorry, but um, this. Well, you know what? Maybe in New York City, it doesn't make people uh, less safe because criminals. Well, it doesn't fucking matter because criminals carry guns all the time. Yeah, so they don't care about. They don't gun give a laws. shit. Um, around here, though, I'll tell you what. It it makes law-abiding citizens a lot more safe. Hell yeah! So because I I gotta tell exactly. you exactly safer uh, Casey Snowman safer against the thugs. Look, I, I I don't carry a gun every day to work because I'm afraid of what normal people will do to me. I'm more afraid of that crackhead that's looking for the 200 bucks I just got from my last job that's going to try and steal it from me and steal some other part of my li livelihood. Nah, not bear. You're going to take it. You're going to take a couple rounds to the dick. And while you're laying there bleeding, I'm going to laugh at you and tell you that you have now a smaller penis than I do. And then what's going to make you cry is when I pull it out and prove it to you. Cause then at that point you won't have much of a penis left. I'm just saying is these are all things that are especially, you know, down here where we actually believe in things called the constitution, um, you know, laws. We actually believe that there's a right and left limit for everything. Um, this is something that uh, has been intruding on one side for a very long time. And it's about time that the court finally recognized, Hey, look, no, that's not the case at all. 
And uh, no, that's this ruling is permanent. This is something that's done. It's done, folks. It's in the books. Yeah, but like Awakened Mom says, they're going to ignore it. They're going to ignore the Supreme Court ruling. They said so. Well, that's great. They can ignore it all they want, but... Uh, It'll go back through the courts again. No, they're going to have to find another case. That's the point. This you got to understand, it's not about... They have to find a case. They got It's got to play out just perfectly for that to work. That's why our forefathers, as high as they probably were when they wrote the Constitution... All the time, yep. And what they did for fun outside of that, they were some of the most, they had to have been time travelers. There's no other explanation for it. They were ballsy as fuck. For them to know by what they wrote that, you know, that many months in that year that they wrote the constitution for them to know that, Hey, look in 240 years, this is going to be challenged and it's going to win to the level that it's won. I, I, the, the point of constitutional carry now is no, is no longer null. It's null and void. Yeah. You don't even need a law saying that you constitutionally care. Cause guess what? Constitutional, constitutional carry has been upheld by the Supreme court. It's the law of the fucking land now. Yeah. Eric Adams just lied there. He said, oh, nothing changes. No bullshit. It changes the second changes. that ruling came down. It made all of those things unconstitutional to do. You can no longer get your free money from the Americans that lived in New York that were paying for a stupid license that they never, ever agreed with in the first place. Yeah. That is the point. That's fantastic. Think about the... I, you know, I heard an argument today trying to justify the decision that was made by the court from a leftist, and they actually made a sound legal argument. It was legal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing the legality of it, but the morality of it is the problem. What they were talking about within the argument frustrated me so much to the point that I sat there and I, I, I almost started screaming at the radio saying, have you ever read the Constitution? The only amendment in the Constitution, and I know I've said this before, I will say it again, and I'll say it a hundred more times if I have to. The only amendment in the Constitution that says shall not be infringed is the Second Amendment. There is no other amendment that actually states that. Everything up until the beginning of that statement won't be cut, pasted, put in different words, moved around, turned around, no legalese will apply to it. That one statement provides it the shield, if you will, around the Second Amendment. Because without the Second Amendment, you don't have the First Amendment. You don't have the Third, the Fourth, the Fifth, the Sixth, the Seventh, Any of the Eighth. Them. They the protect ninth. everything. They protect all of them. They're like the shield around it. It's like the stupid clause and our forefathers some 246 years, seven years ago sat there and said, Hey, you know what? We should probably write something like this. We should probably write it just like this. So because in 247 years, I see this being a real thorn in the side of this country. Uh, my team Patriot said, well, I guess we'll find out which side of the fight the U S marshals are on now. And I, I hate to tell you this, 
And this is a little known fact, but the U.S. Marshals are no longer an independent law enforcement agency as they previously were. Obama actually brought them in under the Department of Justice. So they... No, he brought he brought the force under the Department of Justice. The actual uh, marshal, marshals that are in charge of the marshals do not fall. On, they're, they're still their own separate entity. He could not do that. That would be unconstitutional. Mm. He only brought the force, the actual law enforcement body part of the force. He did not bring the actual marshals themselves. Uh, we'll see. I'm thinking they're probably as woke as the rest of them now. The sheriffs, though, you know, the ones that haven't been bought off by Soros, secret weapon, then maybe. Um, the, the secret weapon is the sheriffs. I don't understand why people just mm -hmm. blow off sheriffs. Sheriffs yeah. are the secret weapon. Sheriffs are the only one in this country that can arrest the president uh, outside of the marshals. They are the only other law enforcement body in this country because there had to be a secondary. Again, our forefathers, 247 years ago, sat there and said, hey, you know what we should do? We should give a backup for one is none, two is one. And they lived by it. And they did it that way. They said, hey, look, not, not only can the marshals do it, but the only other law enforcement body in America that can arrest a sitting U.S. president is a sheriff. Is a sheriff, yep. Local police can't do it. Why? Because when, okay, so this goes into the O's. Remember how Justin told you about O's? Uh, he, he did a great show on it, actually. I was actually very impressed with what he talked about when, he, when it came to O's. A sheriff's oath is not to a person. A sh the sheriff's oath is to the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> a marshal's oath is to the U.S. Constitution. So is a president's. Yes. It doesn't seem to However, matter. a, for instance, a local cop, I will follow the laws that have been handed down above me mm -hmm. from those appointed over me. When you automatically add that to any oath that you take, I will follow the laws of those appointed over me. That means you have lost your jurisdictional realm to arrest the sitting U.S. president. Unless your oath is directly to the Constitution, your oath has nothing to do with a political party or a person with a political backing. Well, a military service member's oath is directly to the Constitution. But they don't have arrest powers. They don't have. They don't have arrest powers. Yeah. They don't fall under a law enforcement body. Mm -hmm. Sheriffs fall under a law enforcement body, and their oaths. Every sheriff's oath across the United States is the same. They swear it to the U.S. Constitution, not to the mayor, not to a governor, not to a fucking, not to anybody. They swear it to the U.S. Constitution. Okay, a random possibility just occurred to me. So, if Biden were to declare martial law. Would that not give the military arrest powers? Doesn't martial law supersede give the military arrest powers no. on domestic soil? Nope. Because we have follow the orders of those appointed over us. Mm. So really quick, um, someone pointed out a photo and Biden's bike ride, the fall of secret service had a U.S. No, they did not have a U.S. Marshals pin. On. They look similar. They, they have a secret service. Pin secret service that pin. is an actual secret service pin. Yes. A secret service badge hasn't changed in since 18, since the old, uh, since they went from, um, but there was, it looks like a star. That's yeah. basically what it, it looks, looks like. like the, it and there, looks there like was, a marshal's badge. Uh, the the whole different, thing, the we difference, went back and forth with it the before. The difference between a marshal's badge and a Secret Service badge is a marshal's badge has a wreath that goes around the points. A Secret Service badge has a bar is is just points. It's just points. There's no there's no wreath. 
Yep. Okay. Anyway, um, so Kennedy doesn't mince words that the only one that no, he's the only one that and he is but he's a but he's a talker too. He talks. He does they all talk. They all they only just talk. That's all they do. Um, but you know, he uh when when he talks, it's pretty fucking funny. So the long run is Keynes said we're all dead. I'm interested right now in the short run. Um what about re- if if we reduce the regulatory burden, let's say on refineries, wouldn't that incent refineries to start refining more and help on the supply side? I would say anything that could re- increase capacity on that front could could have. A- yeah, but would that help? I'm not trying to get you to endorse legislation. Look, Mr. Chairman, we got a hell of a mess here. Okay, we we. Inflation is hitting my people so hard they're coughing up bones. I, I don't care what the inflation is in other parts of the country in, of the world. I'm sorry they're having inflation in other parts of the world, but them in misery doesn't make my people feel better. They're still miserable. Inflation is hitting people so hard they're coughing up bones. It's the highest in 40 years. Our national national debt is greater than our national output. Um. Crimes up, the borders open, respect for institutions uh, is way down. Seventy percent of the American people think we're headed in the wrong direction. Now we got a hell of a mess, and right now you're you're the most powerful man in the United States, maybe in the world. We've got to get. I mean, President Biden. I don't blame him. I understand politics. He keeps saying, "Well." Um, your 401k has crashed and gas has gone from two bucks to five bucks a gallon because the economy's so good. And the American people know that's not true. But that's because the economy <laughs> is so good. I love Kennedy. That is funny. He, he really busted out. <laughs> he does talk mad that's a, shit. That's a, that's a good one. You know, but okay. So we've been this whole monkeypox thing. All right. There, there's, I got, I got some things to string together here. Okay. Um, well, you know what? Before we get to that, play that, play that, not that one, the MSNBC, that, that one, the, the Fox News one, the website there. Okay. No, no, up in the right corner. Yeah, that one. Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked me to pull this video. Yes. So I wanted, um, I wanted you to pull this because um, we're going to pull this before we, we want get, some we humor. Into my, we we got to give some humor before we get into my theory of what's going to happen. And we gotta Lindsay, have some humor Lindsay, I know you're gonna be in with me on this one because I, I know you listen to Mike Adams too, but so you might know what's coming. But hey, here just we go. because you know, apparently, just because you watch the show, everybody's white. Y'all just need to calm the fuck down. All right. Oh uh, yeah, calm you down. Understand? Calm, just down. calm down. Calm down. So Washington Post columnist Michelle Singletary said Americans have got to stop complaining about inflation on MSNBC. You know, I'm I'm just going to say this and and, and if I get banged for it, I don't care. There are there is a great deal of Americans where it is uncomfortable that they're spending more, but they are not going to go under. You know, you got to stop complaining when there's so many people who literally the inflation rate means they may only have two meals instead of three. There are Americans who did extremely well in the last two years in the market. You still have your job. And yeah, it's costing you more for gas. But guess what? You're still going to take that holiday, that 4th of July vacation. You can still eat out. So I'm going to need you to calm down and back off because it 
feeds into this fear. And then this fear feeds into people making decisions that creates the very thing that they are fearful of. And if you're in that category, calm down. Stop looking at your portfolio. And you know what you can do with all that energy? Help other people. Help put some food on the table in somebody else's house because you have extra. Inflation is a 40-year high and the national average gas price is $5 per gallon for the first time ever. Okay. Yes. So that was just, that's so, just humor because I, I think that's hysterical. You, you just need to calm down because, you know, inflation is out of control. Don't worry. The president's doing a great job. Gas is higher than ever, but the economy is booming. So you just need to calm down, right? Just, just calm your shit down. So anyway. Monkeypox. So the World Health Organization was meeting today to determine if monkeypox is a health threat of international concern. Uh, and I'm sure we'll hear tomorrow that they've declared that it is a global pandemic because the World Health Network, which is a subset of the WHO, um, they're, uh, they're an independent coalition of scientists formed to tackle the COVID-19 threat. And they have urged the World Health Organization to make a formal dec declaration that the monkeypox outbreak is a pandemic of international global concern. Uh, so there's 3,417 confirmed monkeypox cases across 58 countries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the monkeypox outbreak is expanding rapidly and this will not stop without concerted global action. I think they have to shut us down. I think they have to lock us down again because they are trying to push off what's coming next. And here's what's coming next. And this is scary as shit. So I asked you this earlier and I'm going to ask you this on the air, babe. What did your fire truck run on? Diesel. Okay. What do the ambulances run on? Diesel. Well, depends. I mean, some of them run gasoline. on diesel. Some of them run on gasoline. What about school buses? Diesel. Well, again, depends. Some, some run diesel, propane. Some on propane, right? What do what do uh, what do most trucks that the, what does the Amazon truck run on? Diesel. Uh, the trucks that bring groceries to the grocery store. Diesel. We get it, hon. Okay. Trains. Diesel. Yep. Uh, that bring coal to the electric power plants. Diesel. Right, because trucks bring coal to the power plants to charge your Tesla. Um, so it's not the actual diesel itself. That's the issue right now. Although diesel supply is at an all-time low, it's at half of our normal capacity. The issue is that diesel engine oil is going to be wiped out in the next six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. There are only two companies in the entire world that produce diesel engine oil. The additives specifically that go into the oil, um, these companies have declared a force majeure for a, an act of God, essentially, in their contracts um, due to extreme weather and the pandemic. And they have no more additives for the diesel engine oil, and they won't be producing anymore until 2023. So Mike Adams did a great report on this. Um, I encourage you to go and listen to his podcast from today about this. But basically, your average diesel truck, delivery truck, bringing food or coal or whatever it is, drives about 2,500 miles a week. They have to change their oil every 25,000 miles. So that's 10 weeks. Every 10 weeks, approximately, they have to change their oil. So 
in eight weeks, if the entire supply of diesel oil is completely wiped out, and this is not just U.S., this is worldwide. So it's not like Biden can just, you know, call Germany and ask him to ship 3.7 bottles of diesel oil over here. That's not going to work. 3.7 bottles wouldn't even fill an engine. Well, it didn't fill a baby either, but that's what Biden said. So, um <laughs> Okay, anyway. The point is, they can't, there there is none. There is, there is none. So when you have no oil to put in the diesel engines, you have no more diesel trucks or trains or ships bringing anything. So I would say in the max 18 weeks, which puts us in middle of October, whatever's left in the grocery store on the shelves at that time is all they're going to be getting. Okay. Whatever's left of the coal supply uh, at your local power plant is all they're going to be getting until you're, 2023. You're thinking, you're thinking of a normal standard gasoline engine. Normally those engines, a diesel engine can go uh, almost roughly about anywhere between 80 and a hundred thousand miles before it needs an oil change. So you're thinking about, a normal gasoline engine where well, after 3000 miles, it no, needs no, according change. to Mike Adams, it's 25,000 miles for a normal di diesel engine. Okay. Cause he did the research. Well, I mean, so, I mean, you can push it out. Okay. I you can push it out. So maybe it brings us to right before the midterms, unless they lock us down. Of course, then your Amazon delivery trucks and stuff go up and, but you know, maybe they can push it out. Maybe, maybe until the end of the year, if they lock us down to get us through to when this diesel additive is available again. Which that's, that means everything. That's, that's everything because you got to remember that additive is the parts that they make death fluid from. They make everything else from all of that shit comes from that. And I told you about this before because everybody told me I was wrong saying, no, 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 they're talking about diesel fuel. No, I, they're not talking about diesel fuel. They're talking about the oil and the additives. Yeah. The oil and the additives are what is so important because you got to remember uh, the newer vehicles, the newer diesel engine vehicles today, you have to have a def system in, installed. If you don't have a def system in fault installed, you will not be produced off the line anymore. That's the way it works. And, and if you forget to put def in your oil, you can only go five miles an hour oil. It's uh, in your, tank. in your tank. You can only go literally five miles an hour or you just, you it'll, it'll start, it, it'll start to really kick hard, yeah. but it, it's a, uh, it, it's crazy. And I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that, um, uh, Full synthetic is 25,000. Conventional is 15. Okay. Is that your uh, diesel road mechanic? Okay, great. So there you go. So I mean, 25 to 15, that's actually about accurate. Okay. So then he is right. So yeah. So it is so looking at October, maybe November, if they don't lock us down for monkeypox. Um, I mean, but start a garden. On. Zord killer. How many, uh, how, how many miles can they it go over before it's like really bad for the engine? I mean, I know because I've pushed vehicles before yeah i pushed cars I, before and said okay i'm not gonna get a, a oil change right now because i can't afford it or uh, i mean i can push it for another month or so um what what is your take on that i mean can you can you go like longer than that i mean what's the longest would you say i mean in your experience because before as far the as engine I'm blows up you're more more experienced in this shit than i am so um Separate emissions related. Yeah, death fluid. is a separate. But emission it comes from it comes fluid. from a, a diesel byproduct, doesn't it? 
That's my understanding of death fluid. At least I could be wrong. I'm just saying that that's my understanding of death fluid. Death fluid is a, a diesel byproduct, something that happens during the refining process that they use to clean the emissions part of diesel exhaust. Hawaiian Town said it's okay. We're running out vehicles on blinker fluid, honey. They've been out of blinker fluid for, for fucking ever, years, right? Ever I since mean... I was sent to go look for one. <laughs> so and um, oh, garlic press stock up on Joni, oil and oil filters no, Casey, now because a few months from now you won't be able won't to get, get them. Correct. Be able to get them. So um, Joni OKC said uh castle drummer actual monkey pox is almost exclusively gay men in europe and the stuff here is shingles i agree with that wholeheartedly i think monkey pox is a cover for shingles which is appearing in vaccinated people because basically if you had chicken pox as a kid it still lives in your body he's got the story right there yep and um so a lot of people if you had chicken pox as a kid like i had chicken pox six or seven times. I would never get it enough to become fully immune. I'd have it like just on my arms or just on my legs or just on my torso. It was so random. But because I had it so many times, I built up an immunity. So I'm actually not likely to get shingles. But people that only had chicken pox once, maybe twice as a kid, are more likely to get shingles now when your immune system is completely decimated by the jabs, you're going to get shingles. And the pictures that they're posting in these stories about monkeypox are actually pickle pictures of shingles. So, uh, yes, I think monkeypox is a cover for shingles. It's a cover for vaccine injuries. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to use it as, as, as an excuse to shut the whole economy down again. Just, Jim, you just made me piss my pants. See, that's my point right there. See, guys understand. 13,000 miles <laughs> on one oil, oil change. change. You can push that shit out. Okay, listen, I when I when I lived in Colorado, like right after I got out of college, and I, I mean, I literally, I lived like paycheck to half a paycheck, right? Like I lived like half a paycheck or, or like my paycheck lasted one week and I got paid every two weeks, okay? I bought an $800 Jeep. I never got the oil changed on that bitch. I literally drove it until the engine fell out on the highway and I had to walk home. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I know you can. I just don't know what the, uh, yeah. I don't know what most mechanics recommend. But anyway, anyway so, that's a good know, point though. The reactivation of chickenpox virus following the COVID-19 injections is on the rise. Now, what they don't say in this article, and this is actually a really good article. It's Epic Times. You can go find it there. But one of the things they won't say, but they allude to is that, Getting the jab eliminates your VZV or your Vicilla Zoster virus um, immunity. And it does because it guts your immunity. When you get the jab, it guts your immunity. We've already talked about that. We've talked Absolutely. about that several hundred thousand times. Now, do you understand why I gave you a profile? You're not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Point being is that this is kind of new, but Israel is one of the ones that is one of the earlier countries to publish a case in a series of six women out of 491 participants with an autoimmune disorder that developed shingles three to 14 days after receiving their first sec second dose of Pfizer. Now, understand that getting your second dose of the Pfizer shot and you're now getting fucking shingles and AIDS also means that you're also very susceptible to getting monkeypox, monkeypox, chicken pox and shingles are all and pretty much pox. very close to the same thing. Yep. 
Versilii, that's no, not smallpox, but oh, that's right. Smallpox is not related. They, no, even though it's, it's a pox, it's not related. You're it's right. Not related You're right. To it. My apologies. But monkeypox, which I pox, think is really funny shingles. that they're using the smallpox vaccine for monkeypox. Well, they're using something like the smallpox vaccine. But anyway, it's a live vaccine. The difference is a live vaccine. You can you can put it on your skin and then it absorbs into your bloodstream, which your blood automatically fucking pushes a oh holy okay, shit. So Zord Zord killer Zord just killer, pull us up. Yes, Hold on. Set. Hold on one second. I'm gonna put this up so everybody can read it. So. Okay. So that's based on additive breakdown in the oil. It depends on the terrain and the type of driving conditions of the engines. Flat land, like in the Midwest, you could push them 35 to 40,000 miles. If you're in the mountains or hill country, it's probably 30,000 miles. Pushing oil changes is different in big engines. The engines are usually around $50,000 by themselves. You need to replace them, and the engines are under about 20 times the amount of torque than a passenger car. That is accurate, and I can... I, so, I can abide. I can abide by that. Yeah, that's a good good answer, and I enjoy, thank you very much. Uh, and I we always ask the experts. I'm not an expert, trust me. I, I can barely keep a car running. So, but, and maybe another five to ten thousand miles. So maybe another four to six weeks on. So, yeah, it's still bad. Um, either way, to our knowledge, there are no reports of bacillus-like skin rashes or HZ in the mRNA-based vaccines in COVID-19 clinical trials. However, our cases suggest to report the observation of parents with relatively young age ranges from 36 to 61. Understand if you're 36 and you're getting shingles, you're fucked. You're dead. Yeah. Because that means the rest of your life, you are uber fucked. Oh my God, my uncle had shingles, I remember, when I was a kid, and it was terrible. Average age of someone getting shingles is 49, okay? That's 11 years from the average right now, the young age range of what they're seeing right now. Um, now, they're not saying that this is coming from the jab, but the of jab. course it is. However, they are saying they hope that the pushing this case series would raise raise awareness to the potential casual link between COVID-19 vaccinations and a trigger or a re-trigger <laughs> of the HZZ reactivation in relatively young parent, uh, patients with standard AHRD or autoimmune inflammatory rheumatic diseases. Understand if you... If you suffer from something like, for instance, rheumatoid arthritis, everybody thinks that rheumatoid arthritis is something you can just go into the fucking doctor's office. They give you a pill or a shot and you walk out and your penis stops burning. No, that's not what that is. That's called penicillin. And normally you did something really, really dirty. Rheumatoid arthritis is your actual white blood cells attacking your joints. Why are they attacking your joints? Because something in your bloodstream is causing them to attack your joints as if something's really fucking bad. That being said, parasites, this is saying basically the same exact fucking thing. They're saying that the autoimmune inflammatory rheumatic diseases is within that bowl of bullshit. Because one of the things that shingles affects is not only your chances for getting shingles. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, you might as well just go ahead and start cashing in your cards now because your chances are up there. You're going to get it. It's going to happen because your white blood cells are currently right now overactive. You want to hear something weird? I read a study today because when I saw this article, I read it and I was like, I was very interested by it. And I, I said, you know what? I have nothing to do between this job and the next job. I want to just see what I find, right? I looked it up. And do you know what one of the major drugs out there right now that can actually uh, lessen the uh, chances of you 
contracting rheumatoid arthritis and getting another add-on for shingles or chicken pox. I would guess it would either be hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Nope, it's cannabis. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. Cannabis completely nullifies the rheumatoid or it slows your white blood cells down so they're not hyperactive. The problem with rheumatoid arthritis is your white blood cells are hyperactive. They're looking to attack something. Your uh, especially with chicken pox, especially if you had chicken pox really bad when you were a kid, the likelihood of you getting rheumatoid arthritis or getting shingles are actually much lower. If you had a very low dose, but let's say you had a very long low dose. So you got like, you got some one day you were out of school for a couple of days, you went back to school and they just kept reappearing. Like what I had six times. So you can actually get it. That actually equals a very low chance of getting rheumatoid arthritis. Yep. Now, your chances, if you had a really bad case when you were really, really young, and then you never had anything, and then you contracted rheumatoid arthritis somehow, it there the cannabis, the chances, cannabis, <laughs> fucking Vader, quit writing cannabis. I was like, the chances. I looked up, I read the word, and I was like, fuck the cannabis. The chances of you getting rheumatoid arthritis from having a big infection when you were a kid are actually very good. Your chances of getting uh, shingles are very good because there's been such a long break or a very, I'm sorry, a very weak case when you were a kid. If you had a very strong case, you're not going to get it. If you had a very weak case when you were a kid, you're going to get it. So that being said, opioid or well, not opioids, but cannabinoids are very effective against your white blood cells and slowing your white blood cells down. So if you didn't know that, I learned something today. I was like, I wonder if I take CBD or if I smoke weed, does that prolong it? Does that make it worse? What does it do? Go fucking figure. It helps you deal with it. Mm. So Awaken Mom said, increase your vitamin D3. We should all be at 25,000 units per day. Uh, D3 fights autoimmune disease. And that's true, but you have to take it with K2. Otherwise, you're just pissing the D3 right out. Um, the K2 helps it bind to your cells. So that makes the D3 effective. Unless you live in Zimbabwe, in which case the Zimbabwe's advisory committee has banned the use of vitamins C, D, and zinc, along with ivermectin. Wow. For treatment of COVID. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> if you live in Zimbabwe, then you might as well just be out in the sun because you can't actually get D3. So it's better from the sun anyway. Um, Is but, it what it, you said 25K or? 20, 25,000 uh, 25, uh, milligrams, micrograms? Micrograms. Of, of uh, vitamin D3 a day. Um, between five and 10,000 of, no, milligrams. It's milligrams. Um, how is that possible when most of it's, uh, irradiated light of D3? Yeah. No, no, no. Cause I, I like the, the liposomal vitamin that I take. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, right. And like vitamin C should be between five and 10,000 units. Just call them units. Okay. Cause it's all in units, right? Five and 10,000 units per day and selenium 250 no, micrograms that's, that's, per day. Yeah. That's in Um, Iodine, uh, I would uh, highly recommend. I, you know, I just found this out. This is so crazy. Apparently, the reason I had such trouble breastfeeding was because I was low on iodine. That's impossible. You eat too too much fish. But I didn't when I was pregnant. Uh, I avoided true. fish. Remember, because the smell of it made me sick. Fish is a, a huge spot for iodine. Yes. Anyway. Um, but I've got one more story that's going to freak y'all the fuck out before we get out of here. And this one's a fun one. Okay. <laughs> Since we love talking about parasites. 
parasite skin mites that eat and mate on our faces while we sleep are evolving to be a part of us. <laughs> Maybe this is what makes us so real. That's what makes you become a liberal. There must be a lot in DC. Tiny mites that live on almost all humans and mate on our skin may be evolving from parasites to creatures that share a symbiotic existence with us. That's according to scientists researching the creatures, which are a fraction of a millimeter in length and are found in the hair follicles on the face and nipples. The mites called Demodex follicorum, feed on sebum, a substance that coats the skin, which is naturally released by cells inside our pores. I think mine feed around my butthole. At night, they leave their hiding places to mate on our faces while we sleep. Okay. People are fucking on our faces. This is awesome. Mites are <laughs> fucking on our faces Bacon while we cut. They leave Meth our mites. They leave Meth our mites. nipples at night to go to our faces and fuck while we sleep. Okay. Face orgies. Let's <laughs> bizarre. Nipple mites. Around 90% of humans have these mites living on them and they are passed <laughs> on at birth. Outdoor girl. Fear porn, anybody? <laughs> They're usually harmless and go unnoticed, but in large numbers, they can irritate the skin, make it flaky, and cause redness and itchiness. <laughs> I've been called maybe fuck they face. Called maybe they call psoriasis. I've been called fuckface plenty of times. <laughs> now I have a reason to you agree see? with them. We all get face chills every once in a while. <laughs> they are they are one type they are one of two types of follicular mite species living on humans how much was this alongside demodex brevis which is a solitary species inhabiting the sebococcus glands (laughs) under the skin okay until now they had been thought to have a parasitic relationship with us extracting (laughs) nutrients at our expense however the new research suggests they may become symbiotic meaning their existence gra- grants a mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> Which makes okay. you a liberal. It makes you a liberal. For instance, it was previously <sighs> thought the mites did not have an anus and would therefore accumulate their feces their whole lives before releasing it upon death and causing skin inflammation. This is, however, <laughs> not the case. According to the research conducted by scientists at the University of Reading, the University of Valencia, the University of Vienna, and the National <laughs> University of San Juan, the new study published in the Journal of Molecular Biology and Evolution found the mites do in fact have an anus and have been unfairly blamed for many skin conditions. They may even help to keep our skin clean. My mites are five and seven. They don't fuck up my face yet. Oh my God. Oh, oh. Oh my God. Holy right. shit. My guts are killing me right so, now. This is fucking hysterical. Hold on. I got to go through these. So, uh, a micro bukkake. <laughs> Misfires happen. Just, 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 just. <laughs> Oh my God. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> Gates would probably want us to eat our own face points. And be yeah. happy. <laughs> I don't want anybody fucking on my face, literally. So. Over here, uh, fuck face, laughing my ass off, meth party in the left nostril. This How much came, was paid for this study? This came um, from Euro News, by the way. This came from Euro News. You know who wrote it. I like it too. <laughs> like anything in moderation, helps with pain and energy. So it was previously thought that these mites didn't have an asshole. And so they collected all of 
your fluid a shitty fuck until face. they died in which case they exploded all over you but in fact they shit on you regularly probably right after they fuck on your face <laughs> oh, oh my god so, oh, I'm a you, straight man though when you go to sleep at, when you go to sleep tonight know that if you're not getting some at least the mites on your face are <laughs> so the mites aren't gay and if they don't have anus, if they don't have anuses no, but right they do see they're woke mice they just found out they do have anuses outdoor girl yeah so oh, who god. volunteered for that study <laughs> Okay. Oh wait, wait. And I almost I forgot to die from a hot chick sitting on my fucking face. Life's good. Life goals. We perish. I think. Oh okay. Uh, uh, meth fertilizer for meth potatoes in here. Fuck Mike's back's coming. <laughs> All right, you guys are killing me. Wait, I got one more. I got one more great story for you. Okay, wait. And this wraps it all up. Okay. All right. Here we go. I know. Prankster scientists perform. Thank God for anus. <laughs> Let's name our mites. <laughs> oh, that's Big Dick Dong over there. <laughs> We name our kids Zitz. Why shouldn't we name our mites? Like he has Edgar growing on his face right now. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Holy shit. Oh. Oh, fuck my okay. All right. Okay. I can't continue. Oh. I'm done. My guts are done. It's, it's one, one better. One better. Wait. One better. I don't know if there's anything better than that, but. Come here, buddy. Prankster scientists perform fake human sacrifice at CERN. Okay. Here we go. An investigation has just been launched into a newly surfaced video of a mock human sacrifice at CERN Particle Physics Laboratory in Geneva, Switzerland, the Guardian reports. CERN, Europe's top physics lab and home of the Large Hadron Collider, has a large statue of the Hindu deity Shiva on its campus, in front of which black-coated figures gathered and stabbed a woman. Because CERN has tight security, those who participated in the staged occult ritual must have had access Badges, presumably scientists. A CERN spokesperson explained the situation. CERN welcomes every year thousands of scientific users from all over the world, and sometimes some of them let their humor go too far. They stabbed a woman in front of the statue of Shiva, and they called it a joke. And that's hysterical. I know. <clears throat> Better than Mike's fucking Oh, face. my God. <laughs> wow. So anyway, since we took you down the dirty rabbit hole tonight... Yes, there is Seamus. Seamus, come here, and baby. He's just standing normal right now. He's just sitting. He's got he's all four paws sitting. on the ground. Yes, and all his, four paws. His on head the is like huge and flat. And he's, come here, baby. He's awesome. Come here, Great my big baby. He is. He's a huge. He's a huge, lovable, adorable dog. He really is. Whoa. No, you can't pick him up. Trust me. You there we go. Up. There's my big boy. All right, Seamus, it's your debut. Come on, buddy. He's look up. Been, look up. He's been on before. There we go. There we go. There he is. There we go. Give him mommy kisses. Mm -hmm. So okay. she, while Seamus licks all the fucking <laughs> face fucking mites off his 
off her, yes. her face. Maybe I get enough doggy kisses that I don't have mites fucking on my face every day. So we got anybody coming on tomorrow night, babe? No, it's just us until next Tuesday when we've got Andy that's Ross right. coming that's on. Right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Dr. S- uh, Dr. Syed, um, Dr. Syed is coming on when we come back from uh, Arizona. Yep. All right. So either way, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow night. Yep. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, share, subscribe as usual. And uh, hey, if you get a chance to buy some serious CBD, get out there. Uh, give them a give it a chance. I'm telling you, uh, if your ch- child, uh, one of the ones uh, I just did actually for a, a good friend of mine, his daughter was suffering from epileptic seizures and the uh, CBD that they were getting was not working. And so I recommended him and he went and uh, he bought a bunch. Well, he bought one bottle and it worked so good fucking he bought like a whole bunch more he's like bought like probably about uh his daughter's got some severe seizures and she takes it every day to deal with the uh seizures so it's uh it's pretty amazing guys i'm telling you go out there if you can support justin do it if not we understand we're just uh trying to do is what what we can i'm trying to do what i can at least uh just jim said plug your show so we are here monday through friday 6 p.m eastern on twitch rumble d live Clout Hub and redpills.tv. And then I put the audio podcast out every morning about 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to share the show with your friends, um, you want to get them started on the audio before they do the the video. Um, we are on uh, everywhere you listen to audio podcasts, except for Spotify. They kicked us off after we had Janet on the first time, like yeah. episode three. Um, but yeah, so uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find our show, the Patriot Party Podcast, or tune in Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time time at the Patriot Party well, Pod. Or 545. Yeah, 545 for a little bit of music while we listen to uh, the uh, old intro songs until we get our show started. And uh, yeah, um, if you want to if you want to send someone a replay, though, because Twitch does cut the music out and they usually end up cutting like the first 10 minutes of the show out, give them the rumble version. Uh, or or give, give, them give them the, the audio, uh, audio podcast, podcast so, yeah, yep. because it's uh, pretty good. Yep. You haven't made it until you've been banned at least once. Yep. Absolutely. We've been actually banned more than once. Yeah, we've but, been banned a few um, times. We've been banned off of Twitch now. This is uh, our Somehow second. Somehow they let us back on, even though Mitch and now they're them a bunch of pussy, pussy boys. Soy boys. And so. I told them that I was going to bring fucking. Yeah. But hey, it's all good. All right. Anyway, um, Josh's show is coming on uh, right about in the next couple of minutes. Yep. So we got to go. We got to go. So we will talk to you guys later. See you tomorrow night uh, again for the Mick. And be Lynn. We'll talk to you later. Thanks Have a good for night, watching. Folks. There's a system in the backwoods There's a way of doing things If you break in We don't leave all of the fun To the police I just heard a bunch of racket Coming from the back screen door Soon as you step in I'm gonna drop you On the kitchen floor Cause we ain't playing We ain't playing My sawed off 12 gauge spreads a country mile, you know it Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house But I'll have you gone in less than one Cause out here I am 911 
Texas has the castle doctrine, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Carolinas, Oklahoma, they're all here to let you know. But then we got New York, New Jersey, with a duty to retreat. I guess they'd rather have you dead than to protect your family. And that's why my sawed off 12 gate spreads a country mile, you know it. Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it. Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house. And I'll have the job already done, cause out here I am 911. Sheriff, he can't save you It'll already be too late But that gun will sure protect you Let you live to see another day I sawed off 12 gate spreads a country mile, you know it Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house But I'll have you gone in less than one Cause out here I am 911 So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is, is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And, uh, we found, uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was cultural life, 1972, cultural life, 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death folks. So, uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and, uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and, uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life, their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life. And they support, um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get go. Uh, we told her that we'd support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, it's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, Okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This 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 is 
going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you. And uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So, folks, again, culturealife1972.com. Use promo code PATRIOTPARTY, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right? Thank you.